Hey everybody, Jim here to let you know that this episode of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast is brought to you by the Hulu original series Hellstrom. Right in time for Halloween, Hellstrom is a mature, suspenseful, mysterious, scary, dark, thrilling, chilling, authentic, edgy, action-packed series. It's produced by Marvel Television and is more horror than hero and perfect for October, the scariest month of the year. The best thing is you don't have to wait until Halloween to get your treats because all the episodes of Hulu's Hellstrom are now streaming only on Hulu. I mean now. You go over now, you're going to be watching the Hellstrom. Hellstrom is essentially the story of a very complicated family, a woman who fell in love with a bad guy, discovered it much too late, and a horrible, traumatic family incident that tore everyone apart. I mean, that is crazy enough. It's a story of two broken children who were estranged and raised separately, becoming two very different people. And this is not a story about kids discovering their powers and being all happy and all about that. They're adults who have grown up apart and now have to learn to deal with the emotional baggage they've acquired throughout the years. And most families have skeletons in their closet and demons, stuff like that. I know my family's crazy enough. Nothing like the Hellstroms. And again, the best thing is you can go over right this instant, go over to Hulu and start streaming the Hulu original series Hellstrom right now. Now, on with the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nonsense Show that breaks down this week's comics and looks at what the DC universe is currently up to. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. Oh, God, this is already happening. It's already getting messed up. And this is episode number 322 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Is that what I should hit? Might as well. Might as well. (laughs) Over with. Ah, yes. It ain't going to get any better, boys and girls. Uh, No, it isn't. It really isn't. Does it ever? I mean, really. Hey, I wrote this out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write something out. I actually went over it because I'm like, for some reason, I know I'm going to struggle with what I wrote tonight. And I'm like, I went over. I spaced things out where I thought I might have a problem with. And those spaces did not help at all. At one point, it felt like all right, it seemed like you were going to start laughing at yourself, and then all the hell hit the yeah, rest. Yeah, 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 fucking nonsense. Hey, welcome, everybody. everybody. I'm going to tell you where you can find us. You can go over to the speech Still therapy hacks. class. Eric will be there on Wednesday afternoons. But besides no, that, that, we are on, we're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. We have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review all the books, and we end up having a Patreon account. It is Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where we end up doing... A lot of things. We have a lot of shows going on, new shows. I also have an indie comics podcast, but the idea of just the DC stuff, one of the biggest things that we do, besides getting to hear this off-the-rails nonsense early each week, you can also get a spotlight show. We have a DC Comics spotlight show where we do two books that are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, Beep, boop, boop, bada, beep. And this week, they 
picked one of the big books. I was shocked. I was Batman shocked that the they Outsiders didn't go. Number 17. Exactly. If you want to listen to us talk was about Batman the, the Outsiders <laughs> number 17 right. or the side book Rorschach number one, you'll have to go over to the DC Comics Patreon And if you to are do that. a part of the Patreon or if you want to go over and listen to those things and become a member of the Patreon, yeah. just think to Keep yourself talking. as you're going and say, sometimes people have bad days because I read that Rorschach book three times and I was working on my talking points this whole thing and for some reason when I was doing this, I talked myself out of what I wanted to say and added something else. So by the end, I have a lot to talk about, but it's all freaking thrown aside when you find out at the last page in that it says, this is 2020. And I'm like, yes, man, people there's, are there's, like, I don't know what he's talking there's about. There's pages in here. It looks like a 70 style. Like I'm telling you, I started thinking about these things. So we had like, the, so we were going to talk about it, obviously completely left my mind, had no idea what it was by the end. I'm like, I went back and read it a fourth time. I'm like, I'm a goddamn idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, you are. And that's why you would want to go over to the Patreon to find yeah. out that. But you could also have just looked in the show notes of that show where I put, we realized that after the year 2020 was spelled out on the last page, hashtag dummies. I put yeah, Eric, yeah. I put that right away because you did end up getting a hold of me there. But even so, that's not really anything to do with it. It wasn't sitting with me right after we got to record that. I'm like, better go back and reread that again. Yeah, and with that, you have Tom King still playing along with this technology deal. I think he wants to make it timeless. I think he does. Maybe. But uh, you're talking about the Patreon. You're talking about the badasses, and that always leads to the badass roll call. Uh. The badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Oh, here we go, Eric. We're going to go. And they changed it up on me again. But besides that, we have we Andrew in Belfast, Lone Wolf Marv, our man Rob Lewis, Josh Vermillion, Batman Beyond, Mark, that I'm going to be doing a show, doing uh, the first two episodes of Batman Beyond with him coming up nice. in a couple weeks. Uh, Dalton Edom, Manship, Manship, Luke Hollywood, who I do our manga podcast on the Patreon with. T-Funk, Nick Adams, Aldrin Stolja, Mark Jager, did a podcast with him. Eric, they're all doing it. Ken Hollick, Michael G. On this train. Michael G., I did a Guardians of the Galaxy trail. podcast. Stephen Baum, Niels Tewart, Lady Abby, Lawrence Lee, Jay Jennings, Carlos, Ruben. Ruben's joining me for the Marvel stuff. Eric A. Double A Ron Brandy. What am I doing here? Brandy does nothing. My man Pete from <laughs> NYC that I did the mixtape with. Bobby Bain, Anthony G. Swanee, Luis, Simon, Bill Beer, Ulysses Jones, Eric G, Seller Dweller, Kampoom Rocky, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, David Fink, all new Dave, D-Man 3000, Damian the Joker, Dar, Matt Razor, Joseph Wojcik, Cam, Forrest Pauly, Ted Probst, and not a robot, Josh Murray. And there you nice. go. Those are the badasses. Thank you, everyone. That was perfect. How could I do it, it better? It was I was even good, throwing Jim. in things. As you see. I'm proud of you. As you see, thank you. One of these things, and that does actually make me feel better. And then when we're done here, I get to go back to my normal life where everybody hates me. But yeah. thank you for at least making the, you know, the time that I spend with you a little nicer, Eric. And for now. If you, if you noticed, as we were going through this, I have been doing a lot of things with p- people on the Get Fresh crew for the I Patreon noticed. people. And <laughs> I, I zone I, out completely? That's all you talked no, about? No, I'm not no. just saying you. I'm saying everyone. <laughs> okay. And that is one of the things where I saw a lot of the Patreons. And we kind of try to do our podcast podcast a little different than other people like we're honest with books yeah, yeah. and so but at one point 13 hours i mean insane but we Stupid. we like to do so i looked and some of the patreons end up having the caveat hey if you end up being on patreon for three years and give us a thousand one hundred dollars you end up you can come on a show and i thought that that's kind of weird 
and I like to talk to people. So I did open up the deal. Anybody who wants to do a podcast, if you're part of the Patreon, you just get a hold of me and we'll figure something out, whether it's an existing show, we'll make up a new one, stuff like that. But one of the things that I started was a first and best, which I told you, this has been something that's been kicking around oh, yeah. for a long time. I've told you this years ago that I wanted to do something with the Get Fresh Group, beep, 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 where I talked about their first or best favorite comic, things like that. And we started that out. So, that's so you're just telling me that everybody wrote in and said, Jim, you know what? There's this issue of Superman where Robin comes in and the two of them fight vampires. Everybody's writing in about this. Who ordered the steak is what they said. No, me and you got to do that. Yeah. Such and, a good and issue. Just let me tell everybody, we end up having a bunch of other shows we have a back issue show where me and eric talk about older comics and things like that this asshole here it ends up making me put that on at least 17 polls until i just it want to talk about this i mean this is just like vote vote soon vote yeah, and often because and he wanted i this. want you to vote and yeah vote it with the idea of eric because we finally did get to talk about it, it was great the devil won that day blaze it was pretty cool but yeah we end up talking about a bunch of things but i do want to get you know the community and more of that stuff involved with the get fresh crew because it did get kind of away from that me just being crazy and recording like i'm some mad scientist going you on know, so like mad scientists do they do they record things right down in the basement and that is is that what dr J does sure. cricket I don't know. <laughs> you end up having all that. But yeah. And I have a lot of other people who have gotten a hold of me. So things are in the works, including what will end up being. And I, I kind of hope that you'll be the announcer for me, my sidekick deal. If we, and when we do have the game show, we're going to have a trivia game show deal for both Marvel and DC Comics at one point. Welcome, everybody. I'm Patreon. Bing Chipper Wake. That's what I, I want. Yeah, all right. I want to say, hey, Bing, what do we have next? Dun, 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 dun. You're like, next up on here. I, I really would like that but we're figuring things out i'm getting sound effects is all i'm doing Eric, I it's gonna be crazy you gig on yourself getting sound effects. oh i was that was gonna like, happen and then i'm thinking that it's you there in a bikini and you're showing like some turtle wax yeah, that's yeah. all i kept thinking but we're gonna be doing that a bunch of other things uh including just the stuff we already do mainly back to the beginning of being the spotlight and Rorschach number one, I'll tell you, it's a Tom King book. I think that the badasses put it on the Patreon only because they wanted us to lose our minds. And you'll see by the end, maybe we didn't lose them as much as they thought. No. Maybe, maybe we actually found our minds, except that you didn't understand what time frame it was, but that's fine. Hey, 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 somebody we, could have helped me out with that. Nah, listen, it wasn't my book. I was just trying to get through it. <laughs> that, that book is one of those, you know, that's a fancy read that I always struggle with, but we, I thought we had some good commentary so on it as well. But if you want to listen to that, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. But we have a bunch of books tonight, some things going on, and we're going to go off right and now to that. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love, the meat and the cheese that we crave. Oh, Jim, we just want to hear your voice some more, and we want to hear all of your scores. We don't want to hear it. Jim's reviews. We can wait to hear Jim's reviews. And we want it all. 
Woo, indeed. And here we are with a bunch of reviews, including an Eric review as well. But he joins in with mine, uh, too. Uh, One of the books in this section was mine to review, one yours and one nobody's. But we're going to end up going through these. And if you do want to go and read the reviews of these, the written word reviews, Eric. Everybody loves the written word nowadays. You go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com. But, yeah. All of this going on, and we end up, we're going to start with Dark Knight's Death Metal, of course. The big book of the week. One of the big, well, at least one of the bigger ones that we're doing here. I would say Rorschach was big as well, but, you know, a lot of people love that Rorschach. You know that guy, Horseshack, (laughs) when he'd laugh like that and say, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. You know, all of that. Uh, but yeah, this is the big one of the night. And with that, we ended up getting that big news of future state that's going to come out of this. So knowing kind of, I don't know, it's not really a spoiler of how it ends, but knowing that it's going to lead to that, you're still always going to be looking for what's going on. We kind of I'm thought that this was going to lead to something. We have that future state two-month buffer coming up in January after Death Metal. I was like... Where does Endless Winter take place? Endless Winter is taking place in December, Eric. That's all I know. (laughs) That's just going to be an aside. And so you are having a bunch of things where you are – you know, throwing these things in to give, we think, people time to work on new books, things like that, even though DC keeps saying, we'll get back to those same storylines. If they do, I'll be furious because, as you'll hear tonight, we ain't liking these storylines. We're, we're not exactly rough. loving the books. Now, the issue is, and this is kind of the catch-22 of it. We're not liking the storylines that are going on necessarily now, but we give it the idea that it's kind of treading water to get to the next thing. But if it's not, if this is actually what we're getting, they're not treading water and we're com- then then I don't know what to do, Eric. I really don't know what to Cry, do. If that's obviously, the case. I will. I probably will, but we're going to start. Grow up. Like I said, yeah, you, you're there, grow up. But you just look to your left and you probably see like a clap trap, right? I don't even no, know what I'm no, saying. No, no, Dark Knight's no. Death Metal number clap four. Clap to the right. Oh, Stinkor there, or is that sure what you is. call Jess? Oh, I call you. my goodness. That is crazy. Is that your final answer? It's me, not Jess. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes, it is. You are the weakest link, Eric. Dark Knight's Death Metal number four, timely references tonight. Written by Scott Snyder, up by Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glapion, and FCO Placencia, and Tom Napolitano. There's two ends there, and not yeah. an end world design. The problem is, and you'll know how this uh, goes down, especially, I think it was Doomsday Clock, you had this problem. W- when you end up looking at it, half the time you don't even get a credits page with this nonsense. But Metal is back, and it looks like the tie-ins this past September did a ton of heavy lifting thing as all we get here is superboy prom prime flip-flopping over to the hero's side only to power up the darkest night anyway it looks Take like that. we will be fighting through the last 52 as we try to get to an end that seems to lead us to future state in 2021 what's perpetual and- up to She's hanging. She's doing perpetual things. Listen, you ain't going like, to tell Perpetua her what to do. Perpetua has become in death metal what Barbados was in metal. The side player who's supposed to be the big bad to the Batman who laughs. Yeah, and we'll still end up, and I'd like to correct you, the Darkest Night, please. I ended up talking about this. I'm like, uh, if you say Darkest Night, people don't even know what the hell you're exactly. talking about. That's it why I'm the saying Batman the Batman who laughs. Who laughs. So, now, with this, well, let me tell I you wish. This. It is the Batman who laughs with a Bruce Wayne body that was transformed with Dr. Manhattan energy oh to become the Darkest Night. And I'm like, no, no, it's the Batman. 
Midwest. Just shut the fuck up. Now is it going to be the Darkest Night Returns because you add in the Mobius chair nonsense at the end of this? I don't know. But with that, all of this with Perpetua, you should have set up something where instead of her being able at one point to pretty much grab a multiversal earth and throw it like a softball right at others that it seemed easy you should have had it that every time she destroys a multiversal earth because of the idea of her creating you know all this nonsense even if it is dark whatever the idea that she kind of has to regroup afterwards maybe she gets tired maybe it takes a lot out of her because you're right where is she she seemed to be all knowing at like, one point. And then we are taking out worlds left and right, and now we still have a couple left. But like, what are we waiting on to finish off things to actually recreate a new multiverse with crisis energy, like she wanted to do from the get go? Well, remember she had to destroy it to get to it. But now the Batman who laughs, he wants to do his own. And she can't affect deal, him because not, he's yeah. dark matter. I'm and telling he, you, she doesn't play around. that game. You should have set up something where you know when she ends up because. She she has been destroying Earth. This is her big bad thing, but we're mostly in the background, mostly being told this. But I would have liked the idea. Well, when she destroys the multiversal Earth, she ends up having to regroup. She takes a Something. nap. She gets tired. You know, she she may watch some TV. She's gonna take a powder. Yeah, something like that. But. Yeah, so you end up just like Barbados. We're like, where the hell did that guy go? Spend uh, some time with the Monitor and the World Forger, wherever they may be. Yeah, World Forger. Yeah, and really, she's down there talking plans. They got blueprints. They have to go through the Union. Anti-Monitor's a little child in a nothing universe now. Yeah, it's like you yeah. can't hang out with him no more. Hey, that's Dark Multiverse. She she don't like them. <laughs> why I, I just think it's red tape. It's red tape that's being – because they're going to construct things. They got to get the proper Union codes and stuff. But yeah, so you go with this. And that's the problem. The problem of this whole deal, and there are a lot more problems. A lot of people are not digging this death metal stuff. My biggest problem is really who is the big bad? Is it Perpetua? Are we supposed to be gearing up against Perpetua? Are we supposed to be gearing up against the Batman who laughs? Because they're not in congruence anymore. You know for a fact that the Batman who laughs is trying to do his own thing on the side. That makes Perpetua less because she doesn't realize this. Even though she said to him, I know you're going to turn on me, but that should mean you keep an eye on him right you should keep more of an eye on him and, and she's not so it's wondering how oh, you are we gonna go against don't and, stab me in the back anytime soon just yeah. go and play oh you look at you you darkest night you're always <laughs> up to your monkey shines you are and so you have all this stuff going on monkey and shines. then you, you end up setting up the idea <laughs> you like the monkey shine. you end up You'll with enough. you end up with the trinity off in these dark multiversal crisis that seems like a cool idea Crisis yeah, this is, worlds. Yeah, this was the, the idea multiverse. that we thought this would be pretty cool if we go and see this. We, we've even had them in one shots. We've seen some of these big stories. I mean, not exactly. Crisis, well, it but- almost played out for what we were talking about ever since we had Convergence and that ended and we had these other like versions of hyper time, different timeline heroes going to stop the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm like, oh my God, what would that look like if these heroes came out of time, too. went into the original Crisis on Infinite Earths and stopped the anti-monitor cold right there? I'm like, what would that world look like and stuff like that? 
we never got that answer. We just had, you know, that version of Superman and Lois go to our universe for a little yeah. while before merging with the other version. It, it got convoluted. Parallax is out there doing yeah. stuff. I don't know what's going on. But when you talk about going to these crisis Earths, like, okay, we're going to go to the dark multiverse. These crisis Earths are still happening. And we have these metal versions of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman going to Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, and the uh, – what's the other crisis? Uh, I can't think of off the crisis top of Crisis on Infinite Earths, Final Crisis. Is that crisis, what's going on this and, Okay, yeah, yeah. And Infinite, you're right. And yeah. Crisis – if they go down there right now and actually are a part of that universe's crisis while it's going on, I'm like, what would that look like? That could be cool. But right away, this wind is taken out of the sails as we find out – Oh, no, all the crisis is already over. You guys already lost, and there's nothing you can do yeah, about it. Yeah, it seems win. like we missed out on that, and that is the cool thing. And I just want to mention that you said coming out of Convergence, that was the idea we were thinking it was going to be cool because you did have Superman, Lois, you had the Parallax, Barry Supergirl. Allen, and Supergirl all yeah. going off to stop Pre-crisis the deal. Pre-crisis Supergirl, Barry Allen going off when you had po- uh, pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois Lane with baby John Kent, and you had a zero-hour Parallax going into that crisis all working together for the same end. I'm like, that is a badass team to turn the tide right away. I want to see what that would look like. Yeah. Never got it. Bring back multiverse, like all these things. And these things always end up hinging on what type of multiverse we'll end up with and things like that. And so by the end of this, it does look like you're going to have a infinite multiverse is what it kind of spells out. Where Wonder, that's what it seems 52? like. Wonder. No, I'm saying what Wonder Woman wants. Oh, she, right, wants right. she just wants infinite deal where everything matters, where you would end up where if we had the map of that, it would be, you know, seven trillion. It's not worlds a map anymore. It's no, like a- <laughs> it's just everything that happens. Now that's just get- sliders is what it is. We can't map this sliders. shit. We just go to random worlds. What it reminds me of is just the idea, hey, we always limit with this number and stuff. It's ridiculous. We have all these stories. Why don't we a you know, why don't we have this so hypertime can scoop shit up and put it on a multiverse and it always exists? That's fine, but it's not great. But even with that, you end up where these crises seem like it was going to be a cool thing where you go. And if there is the thing at the end where, oh my God, we lose. But I want to see that. I want to see the progression. I want to see where you go and people who have read, people who know these crises, you know, like the back of fans their hand. Fans of DC and Comics, I got yeah, you. Yeah, well, not everybody's gone that far back and read all of Big them. Fans. But the people who are in that, they'll see the differences and it. it's a cool thing. We've had these, you know, Death of Superman and the Dark Multiverse, all these well, things going on. Even when we had fun with the, you know, the Tales from the Dark Multiverse, yeah, yeah. the James Tynan one where we went back and looked at Infinite Crisis, we can go back and look at the parallels between what's actually in That's that story stuff. to that to see like, oh my God. God, this is where the timeline diverges and shit gets crazy. You can see it right here. That's fun. And and it even fits the motif of this whole story. The whole story of things have gotten really dark. We want to set things right. Well, now you're going to go back to these crises that end up being the stepping stones of everything that has you know, gone forward with, but these are the darker versions to maybe inspire maybe a Superboy Prime, maybe to inspire a Wonder Woman to go do, but instead you just get there, up, oh, we lost and there's not really any chance to play along with it. It's it's no. not a what if. It's a, you know, what would have been if we would have actually gotten something here and we didn't. It's just we and lost. that's the worst thing because we had our skip month of September where we didn't get a Dark Knight's death metal book. But we had a bunch of tie-ins come in. And for some reason, these tie-ins feel like they should have been an actual numbered part of this main event because when we go into this number four – we have to spend time to talk about what you missed if you didn't read those tie-ins because they were pretty important to the main story. And since they were so important as far as I'm concerned, 
should have been a part of the main, the main event. And I'm, I'm really shocked that we didn't get three of them with each one for each of these crises and have something at least build to this where they lose. And then we come back to here and like, oh, man, we tried at least try, but they don't. They get there at the end because they're going to scoop up that they lost. Why wouldn't they think this? This is the and dark multiverse. Do this is the dark here. multiverse where you, everything goes wrong. And that's the thing. It's the dark multiverse. The idea, let's just hinge on the idea of the multiverse, because when we go to the crisis on infinite earth, the anti-monitor won, but it's not the like a anti-monitor of this multiverse of doing this, this dark multiverse. It's our, it's our anti-monitor. He was placed down here and it's just a child was swimming in his nothingness that he won from the get go. Yeah. All anti-matter. Everything's destroyed and Batman is falling apart because he can't, everything's over. He can't do anything about this. And when you go to the infinite, uh, crisis on infinite earth, you have the Superboy Prime from our universe. Well, you know, our multiverse. Yeah. And you have Dark Side in Final Crisis, the one from that we've been dealing with with Justice League Odyssey. Since we are in a dark multiverse, I don't know why we have to actually have our characters subplace from where they are in our multiverse put down here to enact a crisis, which is already won. I'm like, if these were going on down here, where are the dark counterparts that would be doing this on these worlds? And why do we have to have our versions down there if this makes any sense? Well, he tries to make make sense of or maybe like a little, you know, crazy, wonky way of doing it where Superman's like, wait a second, you're the real dark side. And he says, I am by your perception. I entered this world only months ago, but I've been here for eons. I'm an old god now and I only left, you know, to secure this reality, one task. Uh, what I thought we were going to get here, though, was that I don't know. This is wacky in my mind which some things do get wacky but i thought they were going to go and i i thought that it was pretty much a given it's dark multiverse you're gonna have lost in these the good guys don't win in the dark multiverse these are the fears these are so i thought it was like this is what batman thought of if everything got fucked up well they go in and win it then they go in and when you get to near the end whatever went wrong they are going to fit even though it wasn't set up whatever that way but we would see that and that would disrupt the dark multiverse in a way that might end up doing something to the batman who laughs thing but we don't get any of that i mean i can't even play along here the batman who laughs is the end all be all of the dark multiverse where he can actually stabilize worlds from falling apart i don't understand how that works but that's what's happening and that's how we have these crisis worlds I just don't know why we have this dark side in his final freaking evolution form here that says he's been here for a month or months or whatever it is. When we just saw him leave at the end of JLO, we just had Cyborg and Starfire boom tube in right now in our current timeline from leaving him right there. I'm like, I don't understand how this works. Why we have to have this dark side? And if you want to go with the idea, there is one dark side, like, you know, all the new gods, there is one version of them. And throughout the multiverse on the different universes, you can have avatars that could take up. So you could always have a dark side, but there's always a main one. Uh, Grant Morrison put this idea out there before. So if you want to go with that, which I personally don't like, but if you want to go with that, why... What would we have done if uh, Darkseid had failed with Sepulchre? The source wall broke, Perpetua came out, and the Sphere of the Gods was destroyed. So pretty much, if that's the case, you can't have a Darkseid in this final crisis for this to work? Like, is that what would happen? Because he shouldn't have been here. I don't think that you get that far. I think that he has written the stuff, I bet you, that he has not e- even involved in that Justice League Odyssey and all that. That's They have to work 
for him, not him working for them, for a book that sells 9,000. I don't think he cares. I think this is the story he's telling. And then they ended up telling Dan Abbott, you got to get Dark said the hell out of that thing and, and whatnot. And even that, that was delayed. Because that was supposed to like be that. a big book with JLD yeah, that and just became like the less of death a big metal. book when nobody bought it. I mean, nobody was buying it. It got canceled. The others are still going on, but a lot of things are getting canceled now. I- I'll tell you my biggest problem with this. The Batman of Laughs. You like him? You like no. the Batman of Laughs, does you? Or are you more sick of him than not at, like him? I was at Target last week, just toy shopping like, you know, when Eric Shea does on his free time. And Jessica goes and actually sees a Batman Who Laughs action figure and picks up like, well, this is really cool. I said, no, put it down. That sucks. Stop it, Stinkor. <laughs> you end up, though, with <laughs> Perpetua being the mother of the multiverse. She's yes. the goddess of mother goddesses. Of the problem is, is that now Scott Snyder seems to want to fool us and try to, I don't know, like, hey, look over there. He points to the left and on the right, he's trying to make the Batman who laughs the father of the dark multiverse so these two can clash. That's not what the Batman who laughs is. He no. is just a dark He's version a of Batman. Now, the way that it is having him build up, that's fine. If we saw more of the machinations of him doing that, but I think that he is being done in a way that's not earned. It's being done in a, you know, kind of a way that, hey, this I always was planning. We get it in this issue. We don't know what's going on with the bat, but all of a sudden he rigged. Hey, you know that Moby's chair? I grabbed it and rigged it before you got it. Okay. Well, you couldn't even use it before at one point yeah. to the point that you wanted to. That but he is, rigged it. It's fudging all the stats. That's all it is. Because even with the Batman Hatton, he ended up getting his brain. Done. It didn't make sense. There was no progression because the body itself isn't Manhattan. It's the mind. But then you get that. It is this, you know, pretty much fudging the stats to get Batman who laughs were darkest night versus perpetua mother of the multiverse versus father of the dark multiverse. That's not what it was. That is not it. If you really want to get funky, you know, you want to get funky with me or get him. Oh, funky. Fuck, let's get, get funky. funky. The, the real, what, what I get the real father of the dark multiverse is, is Batman. It's our Batman yeah. whose dreams and nightmares, Eric, or as you like to say, nightmares, nightmares and, dreams. and dreams was the one. So maybe we'll get a weird twist. And, and that would be a Scott Snyder thing where you want to back God. Well, at the end, Batman just ends up, uh, you know, hey, everybody, I'm not going to go to sleep because instead of Freddy Krueger, my nightmares cause this and, that and all that. But I don't know. But he's trying to make a God out of something that never was to, I got, I got to go against idea. this other Going God. Forward. We have this new thing that Scott Center created last year, the year before, whenever Metal came out, and said, hey, here's this new concept, everybody. A world forger, a guy that creates the worlds that encompass yeah. the multiverse. Do me a favor, world forger. From now on, stop making worlds of Batman's nightmares. How about that? Just that? We can be yeah, done. Yeah, really. Or just nightmares in general. Stop that. It, it got it got tied up in, in union tape again. You, you can't change a guy's job. To, they're like, well, we have to print out new manuals. There's a lot of things with this that end up, you know, we, we saw Barbados in this death the metal. The dragon? I think that the dragon, and what, wasn't that shorts? Wasn't he the dragon? Yeah. Ended, ended up. Every guy high. <laughs> now that, that is a no, pretty deep, that's a deep cut or deep cuts. You end up here where 
we did see him. He was got, he's going to be back. He's going to take it. all this stuff where everything matters. But really, all that matters, if everything does, it's not true, because all that really matters in this issue is that Superboy Prime is an infinite crisis with Wonder Woman. He says, listen, the Batman who laughs, I, I sought him out. He, I saw he was going to win. I saw that he had a plan. I get an Earth. I can get all those nice heroes that I love and, you know, all that. Well, that's the whole idea. Going back to the infinite crisis and him actually coming through with what he wants where he can recreate a world that was pre-crisis that was, like, great in his eyes. Like, the the heroes that he looked up to and loved, not the freaking dark 90s version of him that drove him insane. Yeah. This makes complete sense for the uh, Superboy Prime, but the aspect of, oh, yeah, I was freed when the source wall fell. I'm like... I guess if Shazam didn't come out and say that you were locked up in the freaking monster lands the whole time, then you were broken free and then yeah. captured by the jail. Like you are skipping an entire series that well, actually dealt are. with Superboy Prime. It's another series that failed. Nobody, I, I'm telling you, a lot of times I think they're going with don't try to make it work with Shazam. Nobody freaking read that or bought it. It was delayed. So screw that. And who knows? Jeff Jones, a lot of people don't like him anyway. But you end up having this. And really, the thing I have a problem with is just storytelling here where, hey, Superboy Prime, oh, no. No, you're going to do this. You're going to end up getting all this energy into this tower that Wonder Woman is now strapped into in the Infinite Crisis, not strapped on. And you end up where it's going to funnel to the Batman who laughs, the Darkest Night, who's then going to create this multiverse that Superboy Prime's going to have a thing with. Wonder Woman just gives a rah-rah speech hey. that's barely a rah-rah speech. Superboy just- Prime. Yeah. How about this? I know you want this world more than anything. It's been your MO since like freaking 2005. I understand. Just imagine this, though. A multiverse of infinite worlds where one of those worlds, they could be yours. Everything matters, Superboy Prime. Just imagine that. Yeah. And, and right, I'm cool. And, I'm on your side. And by the way, Superboy Prime, I'm going to call you Superman to really get you going. But really, also, I mean, really, really get him going. And, and How does also, Wonder Woman free herself in this? I'm telling you, all of a sudden, she is just free of the multiversal tower that she was locked into. Well, and he now says she has a chance to, to get destroy close. It. He, he's going to destroy it. I think he killed a lot of people there. But the other bit of this, though, is just the idea hey, we want everything to be good. Uh, you got to trust us this time. Yeah, things got dark, but we always had hope. All these things going on. Again, if she went into this dark multiverse where you had Superboy Prime there, seeing that everything didn't work out, that the darkest of the dark won, then you have Wonder Woman win it at the end, do something to win it, to show that I don't want this dark stuff. That would be a progression to me to say, okay, Superboy Prime would go into that. Not a rah-rah speech that basically is just well, going to get the him the same thing that he was going to get when, anyway. When you do the rah-rah speech, there is a little bit more to it. But the thing is, I wanted to end there just because it's actually a better rah-rah speech than how it actually takes place. Because he gets pissed off as a Superboy Prime does. Yeah. And he's talking about, you talk about all this multiverse and going against the Batman. And that's all just a shot in the dark. And he's choking out Wonder Woman. And yeah. isn't that... What Superman is a shot in the dark. I'm like, the fuck does that mean? Isn't that he's also the, he's a an, rainbow in the dark? An Ozzy song. Ah! That's what you get. Rainbow I, in the dark. No, no, no. Shot, shot in the dark. I, I have no voice right now. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, aren't you? A, no, no. It's a deal. It's a deal. So. Yeah. So you have all this stuff going on. And uh, it's just goofy because he's then like, okay, he ends up punching the tower. It goes down. They get the Alfred boxes where he gets the power but, anyway well, and the then funnels is, it to the Mobius chair. Exactly. We get the power. We shut down his antenna, which is, is supposed to funnel all throughout this whole thing. Everybody's going to funnel their power to the mo- to like, you know, the Batman who laughs here. But he's all like smashes it. 
And then all of a sudden, we just have Batman, Superman, Superman, Prime, Superboy Prime, and Wonder Woman going back to the main mode. Like, how did Batman and Superman get here? Like, they were pretty much un- – like, Superman was pretty much under the thrall of Final Crisis Dark Side here. Batman was dissolving away in the antimatter universe. I'm like, well, it's, it seems like Superboy – it's supposed to be that whole deal. He shattered that whole deal, the crisis is when. I like that, you know, the antimatter, he's there. He's still maxing and relaxing a bit. But, yeah, it all but goes the thing to is, Mobius. Like, chair. you, you want to play the whole angle. I understand the whole shattering from when he broke through his gem-like freaking pocket universe in an infinite crisis – I know you want to do that, but he created ripples in hyper time when he did that. That created a few problems, but he did not shatter entire worlds that are separate from his own to go and then portal up. I'm telling you, it's such a weird idea. It's but like, he's all about the light, Eric. That's he's a shot in the dark. He is. Let's use our Alfred boxes to power up that Mobius box, that Mobius chair. Now, uh oh, it doesn't matter because Uh-oh. it channels from the Mobius chair up into the darkest night. The Batman who lasts because he tinkered with it beforehand. Gotcha. We didn't know that he watched the movie Hackers, Eric Hackers. <laughs> So I, well, I actually, somebody needed to. I actually like uh, "Shot in the Dark" by Ozzy more than "Rainbow in the Dark" by. Well, Dio. you're wrong. Well, it's it's kind of a thing, but I, I do like that's one of my favorite Ozzy songs. But even deal neither of those are death metal i just want to point oh, out is they, it they a, are not is it is it weird that one of my favorite songs by ozzy i'm telling you this is gonna lose me credit i think just because i really dig it it's crazy Mason. babies yeah yeah that is weird that's bullshit that's what I'm it is you, i get so like hyped crazy up when i hear perry mason for mm, some reason goodness gracious but uh yeah you end up with Roy prime going and the, it's hacked you end up where you have a wally west who has been using the Mobius chair and seems to know a little bit about it, but didn't know that it was hacked yet. It was hacked by a Batman who laughs who ended up getting it taken away from because he didn't know what was going on. Imagine if there was even more for Like, I don't like the idea that it was tinkered with and like, okay, you think you win, but like usual Scott Snyder fashion, you don't win. It's darkest for the dawn. But imagine if we had it written in here where, it was the freaking crime syndicate hack who had merged with the Mobius chair at the awesome. end of Forever Evil, who actually has sided with Grid the Batman. Would who would be in there and then that's going. Grid, yeah. That would have been great. And Grid actually funnels it through the chair to the Batman. Who that would have been smart. That would have been go. amazing. That would have been awesome. It goes in. And what a callback. We still think Grid is in there, the cyborg of the, uh, the Earth evil 3 cyborg yeah. of Earth 3. I'm telling you, I would have laughed. You want just know what I wanted to have happen. It goes in there. It gets funneled out. They're like, oh, no. Batman and shows up. What the hell's going on? Perpetua finally steps up and says, listen, this nonsense ends now. And now Suck we get it. back to the three-way battle. Instead, it's just like, oh, no, I don't think this worked because they think that if this goes, now Wally's going to recreate shit. And I, I would have laughed, too. They're like, what happened, Wally? He's like, I like it here. I kind of like thing. this like, motif. We're, we're, we're gonna cr- we're gonna funnel crisis energy into Wally West because he ran out of creation energy and he's gonna like has to. You're gonna be get mad. Up Why with are you the same doing stuff this to that yourself? is fueling up to Perpetual right now? So he can take Perpetual back on, hopefully beat her, and then we can start from scratch. Because at that point, like, who knows how much? And who wants to use the freaking crisis, the crisis energy that Wally would have left if he had any left? To start baking worlds again. Yeah. And so when it happens, I don't even get the idea that it was real spelled out, but it seems like the reaction of, you know, the world, boom, they would have been back. Everything solved now if Wally got it because they're like, wait a second, I don't think it worked. No, it didn't. Why the hell not? Like, oh, well, it ended up going. And I want somebody in this. If you want to have Scott Snyder, he's doing a lot of meta stuff. You know, I'm surprised. It's like you end up having the Batman who laughs. I'm the last 52 in one world is going to be dedicated to the shitty heroes in crisis. You end up with all this going on. And I just want somebody to say, when the hell are we going to win? 
And like, and, and when is this? Why does this keep happening to us? Are we assholes or what? And yeah, just yeah. somebody say that because it always does end darkest before the dawn. Now, when we get to the end with all of this stuff with future state, and we don't know anything about how this, but it seems to me where we get to future state is Scott Snyder's already been told, listen, no wishing circles at the end of this shit. You're not allowed to just snap your fingers, do kumbaya and everything is great because we are going to lead into a darker future with these other things. So they're going to have to sacrifice by the end. And so hearing that, I I just want some sort of win. I, I, you get nothing. It, well, I'm this, telling you, that's the problem with this book where we it's have like the being tie a in Jets books. fan, Eric. You, you just don't win ever, right? Right, with Bob the, Lewis? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just wanted to but, throw uh, out to him. You don't know sports. I don't know sports. <laughs> I know. Or at least the Jets. But uh, no, the thing is, we have the tie in books right now, like Justice League and all these other little books that are doing the side missions where we get to see our other heroes win these smaller battles on the main front kind of thing. Our main heroes here in the main book, they never get a win. It's no. just normal Scott Snyder fair, always darks before the dawn, and they'll only get a win. And hopefully, if this is the end, at the end, because we don't even get that recently. No, and and this is the thing, like, it goes along the lines, and especially after it goes on and on and on and on. We'll talk about Brian Michael Bendis a little later in this section, unfortunately. But he ends up where he, he gives that stupid name to Tim Drake, Drake. Everybody hates it. And then in his own book, he takes it away as if he's going to get praise. Scott Snyder seems like if he ends up having the story where the heroes win that's not enough they have to be on the brink of losing every step of the way to somehow make the the stakes bigger at the end to win but these are huge already you don't need to do that i'd rather i'd rather have a battle of attrition going on than a you know we lose the battle but we don't lose the war because at the end we pull shit out of our ass and win I, i don't like that and it's starting to get too much it's starting to be everything of his storytelling in this metal verse nonsense and yeah because and in the background the speed force is still burning up yeah it's burning up you got that as well you got that eric and also you got uh jonah hex's head is is all messed up right and the robin king he's there just to remind you because he's got a one shot coming up i'll tell you what point the, the Robin King is the worst. I think I'm going to end up reviewing that next week for the site. Damn, I, really right. don't I was want going to. down. I, today, I spent a bunch of time looking at next week's books, but also going through the solicits for the whole uh, the future state, thinking about what you're going to review. But I have, oh, yeah. you, I have you pegged for the Robin King. It's all you, buddy. I know. And the thing is, I know the cover is Riley Rossmo. I, ho- I don't know what the interior is, but I hope it's not Riley Rossmo. But looking at this character, the Robin King, we're really pushing this character, which sucks. It's hardcore, beyond belief from in yeah. far as I'm concerned. Concern, but we're spending time in this issue because of the deep love that Harley Quinn has for zombie Jonah Hex for whatever reason to tell us that like this Robin King is so prepared. Now he has this knife of Necron, oh, not Necron, Neron, and he's like, this knife was forged by Neron and whoever it slices gets sent down to the darkest, deepest pits of hell, stabs Jonah Hex's head. No, not that Jonah Hex zombie head that Harley was really uh, infatuated with for some reason. Oh, damn you, Robin King. All right, uh, let's get back to the main story. Oh, no, Robin King, you just <laughs> messed up the second greatest romance in this next to Hawkgirl and Martian Manhunter. Oh, no, what's going on? In that, though, you have you have, Hate the Robin uh, King. you have a big speech from the Robin King. He pulls out, look, 
You recognize this, Harley? It's the hammer. Now, we just had... Oh, my God, the we, hammer. We, we just had a bunch of things in the Joker <laughs> On top War. of James the freaking Tynan. knife of Neron. Yeah, James Tynan. And, and the knife of Neron actually reminds me of a joke of when all of a sudden Damien was pulling out magic stuff and Tom Kids. But with, with all this going on, you end up having, you know, this big speech. It's what we, we had Harley give a couple speeches in James Tynan's recent Joker War. She went against Punchline saying, listen, you might think that he loves you all that. It was, an, it was a pretty cool deal. Then you end up having her go with Batman about stuff and whatever. This seems like for some reason you end up having Scott Snyder want to make this like wow moment speech of the – it is just boring and does nothing. This whole thing. This was the Thank hammer. God, you the did Robin this King, and you yeah. had that. And it's just like, really? Like, I, I don't need this. This is nothing. Get back to the, the crises. Let's see what's going on with Superboy Prime. This is stupid. It really is. It was just an aside that really was nothing. Just, to, just to push a character. We have an aside here. When here I am, issue number four of this big event, which I want to enjoy because it is the big event at DC Comics. But here I am after metal. You rock you like a hurricane. You know, I keep thinking every time you say, here I am. <laughs> here I am, Jim. Here I am. Rock like after a metal, after No Justice, after the Justice League run, all the tie-ins going into death metal and death metal itself, I don't understand all the concepts that Scott Snyder's throwing at me. Things seem to change. They have no real definition. And I'm just sitting here wondering why things are happening, how they are working. But they are just moving forward in no real, like, you know, like a known manner. They just are. And I'm like very confused overall at what you're trying to tell me. But we're spending time with the Robin King. And I'm like, no, do not give me the Robin King. He's not the next Batman who laughs. Stop. He just is. Batman who laughs shouldn't have been the next Batman who laughs. And ultimately, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I like the art enough in this issue. But I am so upset with the continuity flaws. And things are just thrown out there for the sake of being thrown out there. Instead of actually telling a compelling story in the long run. That I'm sitting at a 5.8 out of 10. Um, uh, oh my, you went right to it, Eric. I see what you want to do here. <laughs> you want to get the hell out of this. Uh, what well, do you want to talk about? Five, more. five. I, I was enjoying talking to you about this. I really don't care for the next couple books either, but I'd give this a five, five. I like the art enough. I like that, that classic art when Superman. And what'd you Prime, give it on the site? A six. So I, I went down a half of a point to uh six to a five, five. So I'm going to go with that because yeah, you're right. I, I don't ever look at the continuity of stuff and, you know, go from there, but I, but will that's where you got to start. Yeah. Not in this shit. I'm telling you the, the continuity is all in a, a conundrum and that's why we have to get something new anyway but hopefully it won't be like these next couple books because these are the books that they're promising to get back to after you end up well, obviously up the thing things. is once we get done futures and or future i mean futures and future state yeah. and you go back to a regular monthly issues by weekly issues whatever you want to do of the big books you're going to have a detective comics you're going to have super oh, yeah, but they better have some better stakes than this or just some Higher caliber of stories. Who ordered the steak, Eric? Is what I ask. That's what I always ask, and I'm trying to. Me as we're a saying fancy that, lunch at Red Lobster. Damn right, you and Jess with your pinky up. You, you don't. You didn't get that whole uh, deal again, right? You ended up always getting that gift certificate. You didn't get it this past no, year. No, I didn't. No, uh, that stinks. I just want to read the official statement from DC about what Future State is all about, where it says. And I'm just going to go to this one point. In March 2021, the regular DC title lineup resumes. Continuing existing storylines from 2020 
and introducing new arcs for the new year. So they are kind of now, I think they're talking through the side of their mouth. That well, it's they, one of those things like the idea that existing stories like, yes, we're going off of where we left off from Joker war, where they ever Tynan had, you know, set up with the ghost maker, stuff like that. Even the idea where we end things in detective comics this week with like, you know, the yeah. mayoral freaking run of like, who's going to be the next mayor of Gotham. These are aspects that I do want to see and shouldn't be overlooked. Well, not overlooked, but why would you get a new creative team then to write a story that's already, been written and started by some other people that's what i'm scared of they're not going to change anything you're going to get the same people on the same books and we have not been well, enjoying just finish it. out their arc well then it would be weird to come back after a big thing and then have these but yeah you're not going to change numbering you're just going to go with the yeah. stuff we'll see we'll see how it goes but here is detective comics number 1028 written by peter j tomasi art by nicholas scott trish Mulville, and rob lee after the big issue number 1027 we get a one-shot cooldown issue that harkens back to classic detective comics feel, except that never settles in enough to be enjoyed. Batman does get some detective work in, and we get a look at some possible changes coming to Gotham, but the mystery here is forgettable and solved by Tomasi before we can even hope to figure it out for ourselves. We don't really get any clues here of what this mystery is. It's you really just You don't know what's going thrown. on until the end when you're told what's been going on That's this whole my time. Problem. Because thing is, I'm reading this book thinking, oh shit, do we have a Maniac Cop? Because I like that Maniac Cop series. Looks I'm like, like oh it. shit, do we have a Ghost Maniac Cop? Because that's even crazier. And by the end, it's like, no, this was the the son of a cop who was killed before the story ever started who's getting revenge on people you don't know about yeah that's basically that's what it is a son we don't know of a guy we don't know killing people we don't know earlier in the week you were telling me how this story just came out like a shotgun where it's throwing so much at you so many things are happening you don't have time to really grasp you understand and think as i'm like this always happens when we talk about, oh, you always think I'm exaggerating. But the thing is, and I'm like, no, I would never do that. Sometimes I do, obviously. But this is one of those things like, well, he does have the ADHD, something fierce. Yeah. So I'm like, no, it can't be that bad. And I'm like, I'm freaking my, like, I'm it was out a good of description, wasn't I it? I issued like a page number four yeah. because how many things are happening. I'm like, I have to slow down. I got to take a break right now because I, I don't you. understand what's happening. It's just all coming at me so fast. It, it was a shotgun blast of story. The, the idea of the background of this book where we're coming out of Joker War where somebody's murdered by a ghost cop because you know he's supposed to be a ghost cop because he's got a spooky freaking dialogue Damn box right. of green. Ooh, Ooh, and like, you know, ghost cop. Cuts a dude's head off. And, and, and there, you, know, that, you stop a minute because listen to this. This is for you, Eric. You have a ghost cop, right? He's not the headless horseman, but he's on a horse and he's beheading people. This, this all makes sense. It's happening in the spooky month of October. He is right. making other people headless as a ghost cop. I'm like, holy shit. Eric's here. And then I, I just. The worst everything. part is this whole thing is this maniac. Maniac. This cop. maniac cop son is. Uh, <laughs> Is uh, trying to like you know put on the airs that it is the ghost of the man that these people killed coming back for revenge. But you I don't know. I still like three quarters of the way through that because he was wearing a mask. Well, the thing is, you of his father, you wouldn't know <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> you don't know his father. So how could you think that? that I just thought the- he had a weirdly drawn face. I thought he was a ghost. I just thought it was the ghost from but, Gotham past. But in the background of all this, we're coming out of the Joker War. We're ta- like Bruce Wayne is trying to make amends for some reason. He showed up at fucking police officers' funerals to try to make a like FaceTime appearance. He's like, yeah. Look, Bruce Wayne isn't such a piece of shit. He's at this random cop you never heard of before's funeral who got beheaded. You know, freaking Harvey Dent is the commissioner is trying to talk about the ideas. The mayor's there. The mayor Dutch. And like, that's the thing is too. 
I want to talk about the mayor situation because the biggest part about this book is the idea that one of the cops who was injured Nakano. during the Joker War, Nakano, he is now like freaking one-eyed pirate man. And I, I dig the look that he's wearing like an eye patch and stuff like I that. I like it too. I like he it. It's cool. Especially with, with the vigilantes. uniform. The hey, uniform's yeah. awesome. This dude is done with vigilantes. Because of vigilantes in Gotham, shit like the Joker War goes down. More people get hurt every fucking month because of Batman and all his goddamn Bat family and all the villains that come after him and do terrible things. He's had enough. He got his eye taken out. He is going to run for mayor. But me being a big dummy and not really understanding how the real world works, during James Tynan's run of Detective Comics, we had Mayor Hill get killed by the League of Shadows. Then we had a new Mayor Dunch come in. Now, is this appointed Mayor Dunch, and then he has to run again, like in a, a few I months? I think for, like, so. I, I, I wish don't that, that was spelled out. How things Plus, work out in this whole thing, like just in real life. This guy didn't take long to go dirty either. This mayor seems to be on the dirty side of things. But what I like about the Nakano no, stuff. Dunch is all about getting payouts by the Joker. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's there. But Nakano, what I like is that Batman Bruce Wayne would be, and he says it here, this guy's straight laced. This guy's on the up and up. Even as the oh, he, Nakano. He, he is a cop, but he's like, why is he in you this? Devil. This is a dirty funeral. <laughs> this is a dirty funeral. And this the but, thing is, is it a dirty funeral? Because the thing is, even with right Bruce I see the dirt there. Uh, right? It just doesn't seem like this is a guy, Officer Gotis. He doesn't seem to be on the like, like, he seems to be on the up and up, but we have to do other things where it turns out he is a dirty He's cop. On the and I'm like, everybody's on this the This is what I'm telling you. The idea of this, just as an aside, but before I get into that, actually, I want to say I a like the idea of, I like the idea of Nakano because of the deal where this guy would be great for Gotham. Bruce Wayne, Batman would love this guy. He says, this guy's great, but. The guy turns around and wants to get rid of Cape and Cowl, you know, the whole video. So it's like one of those where he wants this guy to be, but he can't have him be. And I like that. I well, like the idea those, of it's seeing great. what Bruce like, will We have do. seen this. And I We've love it whenever it. we do. Even in the freaking Nolan movies, the idea of like Harvey Dent wanting to be the white knight so we don't need a dark knight, stuff like that coming forward. This is what Batman would want ultimately if the people themselves could clean up Gotham and get rid of the people on the street yeah. so he doesn't have to – he doesn't he can have go to. off with Selena Kyle and just do fucking Magnum P.I. shit. I don't that, know. He could or press a button, the Darkest Nights protocol goes and all the buildings are transformers. And then somebody's like, I don't get it. The building <laughs> has on. So here, so what you have in the story, just because I saw – reviewers oh man it's great detective work this is not here here's what you get things are happening and then batman tells us what happened by the end the son you don't know of the guy you don't know who died in a way you never heard of from the guys who are on the take that you never met before to twist around to try to save the reputation of the son's father that we still don't know and in the end bam you you get nothing but now the son, the maniac cop's son. I mean, actually, the thing is, the maniac son of the cop who wants to prove that his father wasn't dirty and was actually set up by these pieces of shit, he goes around killing all these people and wants to exonerate his father's memory. But in the long run, he ruins his father's legacy because now he's going to jail for the murder of all of these people. But we can and, look at his father and say, you know what? He might be dead, but he was an okay guy. And and the way even where the, the good dad- Thanks for coming out. The good dad of the maniac cop son he ended up he was a good guy they ended up getting him there internal affairs they ended up going and he figured out these guys not only did they frame him but then they made him shoot his head off which leads him then to decapitate people until he doesn't hey you you're gonna suicide yourself 
seriously, what is the scene here? Here it is. You know, you have Batman. You don't know anything about this. Oh, my God. Batman hears. Oh, man. He was beheaded. That is big time where, where you're at the funeral. Batman has to use this new tech. I don't mind the just tech. To, I actually yeah, think the tech's kind of cool. But all he has to do, all he does is, yep, beheaded. That, that's it. That's I'm it. Using, we, I'm using my x-ray tablet here to look into the grave. Yep, look at those stitches around this dead guy's neck in the yep. coffin. He must Fra- have been beheaded. He's a Frankenstein's peoples. That th- th- you have the tech, which I don't mind, but end cool. up end up having whispers of. Did you hear how he died? Oh man, we're not supposed to talk about that. Let's keep it low. You've already told us how he died. We already see, and then he just goes to confirm it. Yep, beheading and goes off, and also gunshot wound right hand. Oh my, here we go. And you're just like, okay, that leads to the, that that leads to the evidence room, which gives a slug from a bullet that is a little older than the new one. This is from an, this is from an officer who's been on the job for a while. Not like those rookie kids that use the glocks. This is from a revolver jam. Guys have been on the force for a while. I don't even get the idea. I don't even get the idea that these guys old, new, whatever, because we don't don't know know them. (laughs) Plus, there's Bruce Wayne eavesdropping, and he hears the one bunch of guys. I mean, there's three guys lined up. Night he was killed, confirmed deposit. Heard his head was cut off. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look into these assholes that confirmed deposit. Yeah, well, what is that all about? But yet Bruce is too busy listening in on Bullock and the mayor saying, oh, look at, and he does get mad. He's listening to the shade being thrown at him, which I would too. I'd miss out on a lot of clues. So like, look at that short stuff over there. (laughs) Who invited pizza face? I'd be like, I'm going to kill you guys. In the meantime, three guys are over on the side going, yep, we better watch out because we set up this one kid's dad and then we ended up killing him and now he's out for revenge. Oh no, it must be the the ghost of Jake Holman. You know, Jake Holman. <laughs> Jake Holman. This might as well be, hello, governor. We have a taxi chasing us down. It would be just as believable, whatever, because you don't get anything I out even of like this. the final showdown when you have the one guy left who set this kid's father up and stuff like this. He's like, he goes to this meetup point where he's told to go. It's like this. What's going on? You can't be Jake Holman. And the guy like this. My mistake. You're perceptive too. I'm like, yes, he's looking at you at the man he helped kill and set yeah. up for freaking stuff. He knows that you're not Jay Coleman. And then I'm telling you, he takes off this mask of, oh, you're not just a weirdly drawn face, dude. Okay, I got you. You're trying to look like the face of a man I don't know. I understand yeah. now. I Stupid. Mean, <laughs> how, how about, how about the, you think that's this is all for effect yeah. of the characters no. and not the readers? Please settle down, Eric. That's not the most ridiculous. First off, you have this. You watch a lot of horror movies. I don't, Constantly. but I, I know the setups. Yeah to at least yell the guy's name as the ghost comes. Oh no, Jake Holman. So you get that in your mind. At one point, he's going after the guy on the motorcycle. Here's the dialogue. You us. That's what it is. You us. Dead. Even the idea if you want to go where I thought the story was initially going because I like the series The Maniac Cop. Even when the people like, you know, this maniac cop's going around town killing people and then freaking Tom Atkins are like, I think it's a cop doing this. Like, uh, a real cop. But like, it couldn't be Matt Cordell. Is it? Who's Matt Cordell? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. And then you actually get into the idea of the, like, the ghost story of Matt Cordell. You are setting things up in this stupid fucking movie that I enjoy way more than you do in this issue for some reason with a ghost cop yeah, who's yeah. not a ghost cop. Well, He's actually the son 
son of a cop who's committed suicide. Why doesn't it end up Why being, am I still doing this? I, I don't know, because I do like the guy on the motorcycle yelling, you, and then he beheads him and yells, us, and leaves. That, that's the whole dialogue. You, us. It's like we're the brothers, the new TV show. You, But you, I can understand us. people enjoying things, because there's one thing that actually, besides for a bare-chested Batman sword fighting in the desert, there's something else that really gets yeah, a lot of Batman fans they off. Do, and that's, and that's Batman on a black horse. And that infuriates me, here. because you just throw it out there. It's like it's all. Now, listen to me here. Let's black do, beauty, Jim. Let me do a little script doctoring, Eric. It's not script doctoring. It's more a script melding. You're telling me about your maniac cop nonsense. Nobody yes. listens. But I listen. I listen, Eric. What better setup? Played by Robert Zadar. What better setup for Nakano to want to become a mayor as well, that he got hurt in Joker War. But now you got a cop off pretending to be a ghost because Batman and the vigilantes can't do their job. And he ends up doing this like a maniac cop. Well, that's one and of the things. And then you can have that ago, tie in. Years ago, they talked about remaking Maniac Cop or making a TV series. And I'm thinking to myself when I first heard the news, I'm like, with the world that we live in today, an idea of a cop who's going around there and killing yeah, folks and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, shit, you are freaking getting some dicey stuff out there. So they when call I that first a Wednesday this, some places, I thought, I thought they were going to be topical with this idea where people are not trusting cops like this. And sorry, people freaking picketed that Maniac Cop movie when it came out in the 80s for the idea of police being put on blast for the freaking stuff they no. do. And they're like, and how you're portraying a cop like this. I'm like, I thought this is what I was going to do, but ultimately it does nothing. And that's no. the worst part about it. Like you have a little one shot cooldown story where you want to have a Batman post freaking Joker war and it doesn't do anything to elevate the story into something that's memorable or even having the character of Batman being all that great in the end. That's true. Wait a minute. I'm typing something. Maniac cop better be in the title. All right. I'm ready, Eric. All and, right. Yeah. So you have the, and it is. I, I finally, did my part. Finally. Well, a lot of times I'll tell you, you know, these catchphrase, but you, you, I was right, right? You did admit that this no, is just no, too you're much. Totally right. No, this is just it's too, too much, much too you. soon without any information. Yeah. And then you don't, you, you, not only do you not get to play along, but your head's spinning. <laughs> you know, like the exorcist. Ah, you going by the end, the best part of the entire issue, the idea that Christopher Nakano is gonna run for mayor because he's done with all this freaking Gotham vigilante nonsense and he's gonna clean up the streets good and proper finally. And you know what? Nakano, you got my vote. Ah, uh, Nakano's got mine too. And also that is also Bullock like, get out of my crime scene as he's smoking cigars in it and trampling yeah, around. Just but contamination he left says and right. But the it's, neck, it's Bullock, he, so it's fine. He, it's Bullock because he is kind of a walking contamination a lot of times. And and then he says, listen, if you come back, I'm going to have them shoot. No, you won't. Well, it's it might become a law. I double dog so, dare you, <laughs> essentially. I, I wanted him to give him like that slow punch to the chin, like the Fonz to Richie right there. Like, I'm telling gonna. you, I need Bullock to have some kind of comeuppance here because, you know, everybody always shits on Bullock. And they always have because the character is that freaking character. I need Bullock to punch Batman in the face. I'm sure it might have happened over the last I think Bullock was introduced in like 83 or 84. So within that time frame, with almost the last 40 years, there has to be a moment where Bullock has fucking been sick of Batman and his nonsense and punched him out. But I need that now again. I would for love like, if he punched he's him. He's the new commissioner and he's trying to do his job as well as Jim Gordon ever did. And he needs Batman because of everything that's been going on to stay the fuck out. But Batman's too busy being Batman to even listen to him because he's just Bullock in his mind. And Bullock needs to lay his fucking ass out. Well, and this is what I would love. Uh, you'd have to have a separate character there as well. But I would love if One Bullock, punch. I would if Bullock hit him and Batman went down and then Bullock leaves everybody's guy, and then he gets up and whoever else is there, maybe Gordon from the shadows, like, I know that didn't hurt you. And hey, he deserves that. It'd be awesome. That'd be a great Batman moment that Bullock he deserves gives, a win. It to, gives Bullock that. And then Especially maybe from there, 
what he did at the end. When Mayor Dunch is actually telling them, all the cops to freaking stop doing the stuff on the streets during the Joker War, and he freaking takes his gun and badge and throws it down and says, all right, boys, we're going to go to work whether we're cops or not. I'm like, Baluk has been the hero of these books in the background that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, yeah. So I would have liked if Batman goes down to give him that one win. And, uh, you know, and then maybe, like I said, maybe they do become friends. Now, with this, I was expecting one of those where you could get a progression from Bullock where he does hate Batman, all this stuff, or at least, you know, he doesn't want him to do their job things. But with him being commissioner, especially after the Jugwar realizes that, okay, I see what Gordon was about and all this, but that doesn't seem to be the case, even though watch it'll twist and turn once Nakano ends up being elected and says none of this it'll be Bullock oh, no, that ends up helping him. it'll be Bullock who oh, ends up helping him Nakano's gonna be a bad guy no no I think that they're spelling out fully that Nakano is on the up and up yeah, yeah, and I that's why I like too. it I and if he isn't I'll be pissed because I like the that's idea really I I'd like the idea of Bruce having to go with well that's what's best for Gotham but it's not best for me and I'm gonna have to figure this out so that's the thing is he's just gonna drop the freaking NA from his name put on a cybernetic visor over that eye just gonna be kano oh i i actually thought you were talking about batman i'm like drop the end of like batma what is batma you know what ends up happening though with this whole deal is the idea i'm disappointed batman will save nakano at one yeah. point and then i'll be like you know what these vigilantes do have a place and i wish i had my eye back and and then bruce says listen i i, really I got a guy on is, the side i'll give you a cybernetic guy yeah i bastard. hope this is the big status quo going forward with these bat books in gotham where we have vigilantes who aren't as easily accepted just get to freaking hang out in the streets and talk to everybody on crime scenes where they actually have to go and do their job like you know Make it as hard as you can for these people that want to be our heroes, stuff like that, but they're not allowed to be. That's an interesting place I want to go with these books. I have a feeling this is what will lead maybe to a change in Batgirl as well. If this would go forward and go where you might have Gordon find out that his daughter is Batgirl with this going on, it would be kind of a, a funny little switcheroo. Well, then if that's, and if that's the case, you actually need her more as Oracle than anything. If we can yeah. have everybody and coordinate everybody and know and what happened to things. And staff and stuff like that. I would like yeah. all that. That would be pretty cool. And it would get... You know, Oracle in the Batgirls. And then also what you get, that sounds like an awesome band. You it end does. up also with the idea then, because of that, you need more of the Bat family in Gotham, which would make sense from the stuff that we're seeing and hearing as well. So I wouldn't mind that. That but- made me think of Bonnie Tyler right there for whatever reason. And did you know that Total Eclipse of the Heartless is written as a vampire love song? Really? Well, it would make sense then, it's Eric. crazy. Who ordered the steak? And I think I so would give- at Bonnie Tyler the other day, and the guy who wrote that song, I'm like- Get the fuck out of here, a vampire love song. Is that why I love it so much? I saw the video for Laura Brandigan's self-control last night. So take that. I was watching. I was laying there so tired. And I you don't do feel weird things good. Off, Mike. Well, I ended up having hand on. I ended up uh, watching <laughs> this crazy uh, thing on the stick. It's actually just, and actually, no, I'm wrong. It's actually a Roku channel on our Ooh. TV that is just like 80s videos. And I just turned it on. I just let it run. And then when something you know, tickles my fancy, which is everything. I end up smiling. I need to research. And I'm looking, I'm like, all oh, right, that's cool. But yeah, I'll give this a 5.8 is what I'm going to get. I like Nicholas Scott's gem. Love the art, but it just, the story never progresses I know you said anywhere. Nicholas Scott's on this. I didn't take notice yeah. of who the, the creator. Yeah, I like thing the is, the art's fine for the most part, except for me not realizing this is a mask the whole time. It, this kind of really threw me off. I think off. that like, you were supposed to not. I think that that I don't was know, the because play. Because you look at it, it looks weird. I just thought it was a weirdly drawn face, but I didn't care enough because the story didn't the, care enough to tell me more about it. You think that the guy's green face and it's not matching Ooh. his neck? He's got his neck exposed and it's, it's just Caucasian, Eric. He ain't no uh, Martian. 
He ain't no gray man. He ain't no gray man. He ain't no ghost. Five out of ten. Go, 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 go. <laughs> it's a very uh, disappointing issue. It may be very spiritual, though. Now we're going to get to the it's last not issue. I know. It's not even gonna, a ghost. No, it isn't. It isn't. It, it's, it's not even scary. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Ah, here we go to the last book. What is it, Eric? It is Superman number 26, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Ivan Rice, Danny, Mickey, Alex Sinclair, and Dave Sharp. The new big bad Sidmar is on his way to Earth, and man, do I want to find out more about this character and what his beef with Superman is truly about. But instead, this issue is padded out with Superman telling us why he loves Lois, Jimmy Olsen sleeping in the Fortress of Solitude, and relieving Lombard's worries about his safety at work. The way we put his worries to rest is Superman tells him that the Daily Planet is equipped with te- uh, security technology, which is immediately used in this issue to transport Superman and Sidmar to the Phantom Zone. And the thing is, right away, I'm done with my blurb. Going okay. to the Phantom Zone yeah. to have our big confrontation right away. It's one of our biggest beefs with DC it Comics is. with what you talk about the Phantom Zone. This is a incorporeal prison. Why would you have people who just go to this place and kill each other? That's inhumane. It's terrible, Kryptonians. What the hell are you doing? So the idea that we're going to the Phantom Zone to start beating on each other some more, I'm like, you know, stop ruining the Phantom Zone. The guy had Earth in the Phantom Zone at one point, so I'm not trusting him with the Phantom Zone ever again. And you had this where – it seems like, Brian, and I, I don't know that I can fully explain this, but I think that you'll get my drift as I say this. Are you this. opening your mind trying to allow us like a connection with me right now? No, I don't okay, care. I don't Superman. care if I ever get through to you. You're an <laughs> asshole. I don't need that. Get your ass to the Phantom Zone, jerk. No, what I want here, and really now all I can think of is if I owned the Philadelphia Phantoms, I'd have a part of the stadium, the Phantoms Zone, right? And they go in there and they get tortured. But you end which, up here. Which, which team did uh did Bon Jovi have some uh freaking uh, uh, that steak was in? the that was who ordered the steak? That was that uh, football team, that that one deal that he had, I thought. The arena football? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like the Philadelphia Soul. I think it was that he did. But don't talk about that to Brandon. That guy dissed Buffalo and never will go back again. (laughs) And neither will I, so he could diss me. That's fine. No, you end up having this where Brian Michael Bendis writes the Superman book, and it, it got worse now. Well, he's ending his run in December, and he didn't really do a ton. Now, I say that he did a ton, but he didn't really do anything with the ton that he did. He just seemed to want to change things just so he can make it his, all this, including the identity reveal. Now, with that a thousand stories, he said we get, we're not getting them. What we're getting is little snippets, little tidbits of how he thinks he's clever of tying in the world of Superman and prove that he's more clever than anybody who's ever written, where you get these things where all of a sudden, well, you know, I, I always had some precautions for the daily planet even though it's not really a target because this and that but there you go you have that but also just little things where you don't need to at issue 26 of your run you've been on this book over two years you not only just mini series before that but the miniseries and the fact yeah. that we have action comics so closely and you also have tied action to this. comics so you have done almost 50 issues or 50 issues of superman and you're still trying desperately to show that you're clever and that you know the character in his power set by having Jimmy and him flying and Jimmy has to stop everything screeching halt and say can you can you blow on me or with your eyes with the heat so that my my face doesn't get cold 
why do we need this? What do we need? When do you have Look, to explain how what, Jimmy the thing can, is, nobody you, thinks you're of going this. To, you're going too far because it seems to be, in my mind, the reason that Jimmy Olsen is now sleeping at the Fortress of Solitude is because the FBI is raiding the Daily Planet. Yeah. What does that have to do with where Jimmy Olsen is sleeping it right doesn't. now at the Fortress of Solitude for him then to need a ride to work and for Superman to gently give him some heat vision eyes so he's not too cold on the way to work in the morning? But does he still have the pillowcases? You, you have this Now, then. again, you have this, but to start out the issue, we have Lois. Yeah. Big old cluster of books on her desk. She's falling asleep doing research, as a Lois Lane does. But then she's jostled, she jostles herself awake. Oh, checkmate. <laughs> she is <laughs> yelling out, checkmate. Checkmate. Because this is still something that Brian Michael Bendis is really worried about within this, even though Leviathan was the biggest bomb next to Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. And I'm like... Why are we still dealing with it? Only for her to go finally go, I'm going to go upstairs. Oh, there's Superman laying in bed in costume. I guess it's role-playing night. But oh, wait, no, yeah. he's sad. Uh, Tell me why you're sad, Clark. You know, things are just stressful. But you know what, Lois? Things aren't too bad because you're my rock. And as long as I'm never alone and I have you, things will be okay. I love you, Lois. I love you too. And I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, why is Sidmar pissed at Superman? Right, well, and, <laughs> because and- we have two issues left. You have spent... Your oversized number 25 issue to build up your big bad of this. And in my mind, what should be the nothing, big bad he has nothing of with both him. of his runs? Because fuck Rogozar, fuck Leviathan, the Invisible Mafia is nothing. So I'm like, okay, But what about Sidmar? this parasite from the multiverse? You forgot about him. That's prophecy as no, far as I'm concerned. Before, hold that one second because I do want to mention Superman does spell out the things that have attacked him, the things that he is worried about, and then you get to that. Debt? The Invisible Mafia. That's what I'm worried about. The Daily Planet being raided by the FBI. My birth father. Your dad. Checkmate. Oh, yeah, remember checkmate that checkmate then. problem. Checkmate. Well, the thing is, in Bendis' defense, to a degree <laughs> – <laughs> that checkmate book was supposed to come out before it was fucking scrapped or delayed or whatever fucking happened. Not at, by at this point. point. He still it should says, have happened at this no, point. I thought. No, no. I'm saying though, he's written this issue after it was scrapped, but it wasn't scrapped. It's coming out. He says that it is still coming out in 2021. That's what he's doing. This isn't him saying, "Oh well, I was going to have that, you know, mind my p's and q's because that was going to be a thing." He has gone on many an interview recently and said. That book is still a go. It had to be refashioned to fit into what was going to be 5G, then was scrapped, and then what we get after future state. I don't we're want still Bendis getting check it. We're you. still getting it. I just want somebody to wake up and yell Yahtzee is what I wanted. But yeah, then uh, Rogozar. Okay, up in, <laughs> up until this point, though, what Mr. I Ross. Would, what I would jump up and yell is sing song dialogue, because it's okay at this point. <laughs> Kalex has now been programmed to be an asshole. Kalex is now programmed to, I think Superman's like, I didn't get enough of this Gilmore Girls dialogue. I'm going to go talk to Kalex. Hey, Kalex, what's that? Uncharted. Uncharted how? Uncharted. Oh, what does that mean? Not here. Uh, it's an identified object. Oh, what kind of object is that? An identified kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm all saying right, right, right now. I'm going to deactivate you right exactly. now, Kalex. This is now the, the whiny ass C-3PO that I freaking hate. You know what Princess Leia does to when he's bitching and moaning, she turns him the hell off. And that's what I would do. Kalex, you're done. And over here. I'm telling you, I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm paging through just getting angry because we just talked about the idea of Lois, like, you know, waking up from a nightmare. <laughs> Checkmate. Yeah, and now as we're going through this, I'm just going through because I remember when I was reading this to review it on the site, I'm looking in the back of my, who the fuck is sleeping over there? And you turn the page and she'd be, ah, giant gorilla me. Yeah. Are, are Everybody, we, are we doing the joke again? Yeah, we, we are. are we gonna do- <laughs> also, you want to know 
what would get just a look, one little look, I will punch the shit out of it. When Jimmy, after that, in that long deal, I was going to head back to Metropolis. That look with him and that freaking side smile, punch him right in his stupid face. Well, he's just checking out Clark's freaking chest at this point. That's what he's doing. He's got doing. him alone in the Fortress of Solitude. He knows his true identity now. Who knows what could happen? He and might have some more secrets that Jimmy doesn't know about. I want everybody to sit back because I'm going to tell the tale of one of the thousand stories that Brian Michael Bennis said that we would get with the identity reveal. Hey, Jimmy, why don't you call me Clark? I can't do that. Well, you can call me Cal L. Cal L, that's your birth name? Yeah. Okay, I'll go with Superman. All right, there we go. Move on. Hey, <laughs> that that Clark, is just an aside. Superman, I was going to head back to Metropolis and try to get I'll a story him. in. And we were told to lie low and stay away from the planet while the FBI does what they do. All right, so... And then Superman, though, continues like, that, which says, yes, but I want to write as if Jimmy wasn't the one. I don't oh, understand. And I want to bother Perry. <laughs> you know what else would I would love? A secret identity. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punch him. I swear to God. Hey, on our way out, if you could take some pictures of the new Fortress of Solitude, I don't have any. You can, yeah, that means it's going to be destroyed. We're right back. There's the point where I said that he has been told to get rid of this Bermuda Triangle nonsense. So, we are told that there's an unidentified flying object making its way towards the Fortress of yeah. Solitude. Okay, I'm down with that. But we got some time on our hands. So now we're going to take Jimmy to work. Clark wants to write as he wants to tell us for whatever reason. Reason. Where's the FBI and, uh, now? I, I don't know. They're freaking on their lunch break. I just know that uh. Lombard's upset because we're still dealing with the. This is still the thousand stories that we're dealing. With. We can't get past one story, story number of two. the reveal of the. No, no, this is still part yeah, of the first still, story okay. where people are dealing with the idea that Clark Kent is Superman. The end. Now we're we're only on work still. And Lombard, I just don't feel safe here. Like, what if somebody comes here looking for Superman? Well, don't worry, Lombard. We have special technology that protects the Daily Planet, and just uh, like such an occasion if that would ever happen. Kalex like calls unidentified flying object is now heading for the Daily Planet. Well, I better Superman up right away and fly into space and go meet this object head on, see what's going on. Oh my God, it's some kind of alien creature. I'm going to cut. Well, personally, I'm just yeah. going to say it's Sinmar. But now it's like, all right, what is this thing? Let me open my mind for communication because this is something that Superman does all the time. Tries to let psychics into his mind. What this doesn't is know it it's a psychic, so it, it doesn't know. know anything. It doesn't speak any language. And then they start fighting for whatever reason. When you have all of space right here and at Earth, wherever it may be below us, because there's no real to, to like you know direction in space, whatever this is, we pretty much fly back down in a fight directly towards the Daily Planet. That and we just else. had to spell it out, and we just spelled out that there is a special technology to protect people in here. And now it's a few pages later. It's a Phantom Zone projector, because they were going to go and pretty much land on the Daily Planet and blow it up with the force that they were coming in at. It projects them to the Phantom Zone. And I'm sitting here, why is Sinmar pissed at Superman? Because he is just on his way to Earth, fighting Superman, and that's it. And I don't know why, from what we got in the last issue, when I really wanted to like this character, this big bad of Bendis' final arc of his run... You get nothing. You get all this incident, like this, the side stuff that you've already dealt with. Now you're just repeating with terrible dialogue. And I'm like, 
why are you padding out the story? You have two more issues left until your run is over, and you haven't told us pretty much anything about this Sinmar person. And with that, you even have a panel. It's a little panel, but it it really seems to be the repeat panel when Superman was going to hit that parasite of the multiverse when you had that, where he's there like looking at each other, and I'll meet him there, and they go. But with this all, I don't mind Lombard figuring out that Clark always thought of him as a friend. That was okay. But the thing is, you can't do this I, I, game. I, I, it's kind of news to Lombard because Lombard constantly wanted to bang his well, wife. Yeah, that's why. But at least he sees now. And he says, I was always in competition. That's okay. What I don't like, though, is the idea where I see people. Man, you know, Brian Michael Bendis really thinks things out and he figured this out. That whole contraption that sends him into the phantoms on that. That was no, there because no, no. he needed something right this, then and there. Not only just that, but you end up getting praised for making a roundabout way to make things work from the thing you fucked up. You're the one who got rid of the identity. The reason why one of the things of the identity was to protect these people who were a, you know, a target if they knew. Now he tries to play this off by saying to Lombard, you know, we were always a target. Well, if we were always a target, then no, you're just saying that. And he's trying to end up again, like that Drake thing. He does it all the time. He ends up where, Oh my God, you end up having the city of Kandor destroyed. But if it comes back, he should be praised or he ends up identity reveal. Oh, man. Oh, but he was smart to do this. I could make up a thing where I say Superman never was able to fly, that it was always an illusion. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. But then I'll say he shoots fire out of his ass that makes him fly. I'm not going to be praised for that. Stop it. You can't be praised for something where you have to go back and spend issue after issue trying to retroactively make your new thing work when it isn't working and nobody cares. Nobody cares to step aside to say, oh my, we feel like we're a target. Well, then get the fuck out. You, You already have the FBI there. Why aren't they even dealing with that as well but it's just this aside just to give you a tech you're going to get three pages later because it needs to happen it's just ridiculous and yeah you end up in the phantom zone sin mar goes now two I'm issues where we have no idea mind. talk to me why alien? are you talking to me why i'm telling you I, i'm gonna speak all the languages on my one planet here and, <laughs> I'm, and I'm your just gonna idea do is- that Coming through at the end, this whole thing is going to be about the idea of lack of communication leads to the most All battles. All we have to be able to do is talk to each other in a way that we can. Now, at this point, I think Superman's smart enough to, you know, this is Superman's idea. He opens up his mind. But if Sinmar does not have that capabilities or can't read that deal, but then he starts yelling, I'm Clark Kent. I'm Superman. I'm Kello. I don't know what's happening. I'm telling him all the personas that I have where <laughs> he could then, how about this? Disengage. You're in the middle of a fight. At points, your eyes are glowing red because you're pissed. This is an aggressive stance. Back down. Sit there. If you have to, we've seen Superman at points even go with the idea of get on one knee. You know, I don't know if Rocky's going to like it on his knees, but you you end up showing that you're not a threat to him because he may just be reacting to that. But you don't get that from Superman because that's not what we're going to get. Well, that's yet. the thing is you're not getting anything from Sin Mar, but fucking attack. So you get on your knees. He's going to rip your head off because this guy is taking Superman hardcore be- or, you know, white flag. There, there's some things or put your hands up. There are some things that would be universal, even if you didn't know, if white know the deal. Universal. I'm not saying white flag. I'm saying you put your hands up and, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm backing away, all this. But he still but just no. might want to beat him in the face. Even well, he with may, his hands but he's, he's Superman. He can take that, but at least try. He goes and just bashes into this him. Is the, this is the Superman of Sinmar, though. 
but they bash into him. He actually goes as the thing is coming to earth. Superman engages as if he is going to knock it out of the sky and then wonders, why isn't he talking to me? It just is ridiculous. And I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, I came off pretty aggressive there. I'm sorry. I, I, I have other things on my mind. Checkmate. And that's how it'll end. Great. Here's what happens. Sinmar says shit the whole time. And then Superman finally says, I'm here to be your friend. We can get along. We could do it all. And then all of a sudden Sinmar goes, checkmate. And then we win. It's checkmate time. It's just nonsense. The art's great. The Love art the art so great. much. Yeah, it looks fantastic. There's just but... no story to this whole thing at all because I am here for the Sinmar freaking show and I get just rehashes of stuff that I've seen because I've been reading this book or just weird things to pat out the book that doesn't matter at all. To, and like, you know, with the sing song, we have two dialogue. issues left. That's it. And, and I'm like, I, I don't know anything about why Sinmar, like I said, would have a beef with Superman. Some of his people died. They wanted him to be the Superman of it, and then he let them down. So now he's coming to Earth to take it out. And this guy, I don't understand if that's the case. And you get nothing of this new character. It was a huge disappointment to me. I was just pissed off. Just the idea, like, all right, Superman loves Lois Lane. For some reason, Jimmy Olsen's sleeping in the Fortress of Solitude. Mm -hmm. Kalex is a piece of shit. And Lombard needs his freaking worries calmed down. And nothing with Sinmar. 4.5 out of 10 with amazing art. I'm 4.5 out of 10 with amazing art as well. That's all art. Actually, I think I gave 4.5, but six of it's art. And boom goes the dynamite. Ah, but that's it for zone. this first Corporeal Phantom Zone. I know we've done it in the Bendis run so far, but every time I see it, I freaking irks it the shit out of me. It drives me nuts. And really, if you wanted to play, that might be the best case scenario of them to go incorporeal so that they can they calm could down. They talk. Yeah, you have Sinmar. But Bendis has already shown that Rogozar killed the nuclear man in there. So what are you going to do? Yeah, really. Where, where's Zandu? Zandu's going to come in his pirate. Yo, king. ho, ho. He's going to show up in his pirate ship. I don't remember. That's the thing. Is, I don't even remember if he actually got sent back to the Phantom Zone or not. Because didn't he get released with General Zod and Zip He's the king of the Phantom Zone. He probably found his own way back. <laughs> say, why would you leave? He's got a castle in there. You're the king of this universe. You're the king Holy of the Phantom Zone. Moly. Fuck back yeah, in there, that Zandu. Really, that gets rid of his branding. He's right back. I, I, seriously, if he shows up next issue, I will not be shocked. And then then you'll have there you go the enemy of my enemy is that you'll end up having them team up and you'll end up getting nuclear man he'll fuck it up completely we'll see eric we will nuclear see, man is dead i'm saying he'll just fuck it oh, up. I'll bring he's him back. back yeah he's just back so you have that even though you can't really die in the phantom zone either but we'll, no, you we'll can. do all that in yeah. his run in his run you can but that's why they kind of put you there so that you can suffer you know almost like the, the, the worst pit. it's a sarlacc pit eric and Bubba Fett, he got out in those other books. So. Yeah. But that's it for the first bit of books. We're going to go up now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. It is mail with Jim because we don't need Eric Shea. He ain't here. We ended up, we were recording uh, the podcast, and as you probably could tell, 
Uh, still, I don't have a voice. I couldn't do the mail with Eric, so it's not Eric's fault. I had to take a breather. But here I'm back, and if you want to be part of the mail yourself, email us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Just like Kyle and Damien did. And we're going to start with Kyle who says, hey, Jim and Eric, right? Eric, what, 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 what was that? Long time, second time. And after living in a month-long state of euphoria, knowing that Bendis will be off Superman in Action Comics, I'd like to take a moment to get depressed. What are your predictions for the books that Bendis will be put on next? Keep doing what you're doing by putting out great stuff. How dare you, Kyle? How dare you? Where, where's Greta? I actually looking at the solicits and Kyle sent this before the new solicits and actually was worried that the solicits were going to spoil what Bendis was on. But the solicits showed that we were going to get future state for January and February. So the books will be back in March where we'll see what Bendis is doing now in this future state deal. Seems like Bendis is only doing a Legion of Superheroes book there. One book, at least for the first month. Who knows if it'll be part of an anthology deal in February. But I think, and what I think Bendis will be on, I think really does hinge on, obviously, what books come back, but also what new books come out. I think that mainly, if I was DC, I, I would treat Bendis kind of like how they treat Tom King now, let him do his thing over at Black Label, let him do, but not Black Label for Brian Michael Bendis, what I think might happen with this whole deal. And again, this is going to be me guessing what happens after Future State, but I think that with this Future State coming out of death metal, we're going to have possibly the timeline opening up like the 5G was going to be, but this is repackaged in a two-month deal where they end up having to open up the timeline and the multiverse to battle out against Perpetua, Darkest Night, all the, the dark multiverse, things like that. And then when all is said and done, this crazy new timeline is that you know wonder woman superman batman all of our current heroes they have aged up we need to have the younger heroes they're saying this is in the near and far future with the future deal the uh what, what is it called again future state yes uh with that i think that that's in the future but because the timeline has expanded to make way for all this going on and then by the end of that they will try to you know, get everything to work together as well as having this new multiverse. And I think that that opens up maybe with these new young kids doing things, maybe having those books continue as like an ultimate universe. And maybe you can have Brian Michael Bendis be involved in that. I think that DC still thinks Brian Michael Bendis has some sort of magic. And I think that they're looking, well, as Superman action comics, they're not doing that well. And Young Justice, did. maybe what we need to do is make an ultimate universe for him. Because, boy, that was awesome over at Marvel. They seem to try to be grabbing things that were in the past. Like, he is definitely, Brian Michael Bendis is definitely like the 38-year-old free agent that somehow they think is still able to hit 45 home runs and drive in 120. That's not the case. That's not happening anymore. You're going to have to make things work. And with that, maybe this is like his designated hitter spot. 
Oh, he's not really good in the field anymore. Let's make him a designated hitter. Let's give him every three days off. All these things trying to just squeeze out anything that is left because it doesn't really look like he has a lot left. Uh, but maybe something like an ultimate universe deal. And, and with that, throw in Ginny Hex, throw in Kelly Quintana, the you got the Green Lantern, the Teen Green Lantern deal. Throw her and them into that as well. Get those characters of his that they can do stuff with. And, and just because then you're out of the continuity, you're going to try to, even if you're coming back with the exact same things, I think that they want to nail down a timeline and a continuity. Brian Michael Bendis is just there to screw that up. Put him somewhere where he can't mess that up. Have his own thing. Fans of his can go off and read these books that have these younger characters. You know, he's like 50, but he's the young character guy. You know, where are the young kids nowadays down at the malt shop? And I think that that would be the best thing that I would think. Now, if that's not going to be the case, again, this all hinges on what we're going to get out of death metal. If we just go back to the regular books, then I think he's on Detective Comics. And it's going to drive us all nuts. And I also think he'll be on it. But this is a guy who will not settle for being on just, you know, the measly amount of seven books. He he needs 12. It's like one of those guys. If you give him six books, he needs seven. He's like the the jump how high, but it's the book how many is what he goes with. But thanks, Kyle. And I'm sure we'll all be depressed at something that Bendis is doing. Because I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened, except he got old and a lot of people, it's almost like through the years, he had these little quirks and he had things that got on people's nerves. Now that's all we're getting now. All of that has come to roost. But the next email and the, the last is Damien. Damien Joker Dar says, hi, Jimothy and Eric. It's me, a Joker. Ha ha. That Batman 100 was a 10 out of 10 for me, boys. Read it online this morning and loved it. There is this book called Batman Inferno where Joker accidentally finds the Batcave and steals the Batsuit gadgets and Batmobile before he is fighting with himself on whether or not to take the elevator upstairs to find out where he is and has a confrontation with Alfred. Great book. This company called Graphic Audio or something did an awesome graphic audio book of it with sound effects and everything. With the sound effects like this, hey there, Joker, what's up? That's pretty cool, right? Batman Inferno shows what Joker says at the end of Batman 100. He was just toying with old bats. And is are you telling me that James Tynan lifted something from something else or that they all end with that? Because James Tynan does grab a lot of things from different people, including himself. The bit with Clown Hunter was awesome because he is just like a cool new villain. That is, seems Batman almost doesn't stop or wants a reason to fight later. Now, remember... That's a cool villain that Batman will fight later. He's also a kid. So you you have the issue of Batman already putting kids in danger. This is one of the black marks of Batman throughout his history. Then to go off and fight a kid. Now, I think that this is one of those where he's not going to fight. He's going to try to redeem over and over if we get that. The Joker part at the end was Joker going off to the metaverse to split into three and take part in Jeff John's story. Uh, that's that's what you say, uh, but he'll be back, and he was already back. While we are on Joker, three Jokers, number one and two were awesome, but after the wait, I figured they were going to be Har- Harleen size, so I'm not like not as fired up about it as I should be. And 
Again, remember the wait also wasn't just the idea that it took him that long to do one issue and then he did. They wanted to make sure he was finished before they even started. So they ended up waiting and waiting. And a lot of the waiting, it seemed too, was just so that Jason Faba could take his time with the art. It's really good, but I'm afraid it is in the metaverse. And it is a black label book, plus they're going to redo things and stuff like that. Plus the metaverse and the multiverse seems like it's going to change big time coming up. I swear the metaverse is just like the collective canon. It's how everyone makes sense of the timeline. It's a place where the fans make sense of the DCU or something. Again, you're saying that because people are confused about all that. And again, I think that that's what you end up having Scott Snyder trying to hammer out and then go off to future state and things to clarify it even more. The metaverse is a cosmic membrane all over again. Edit me out. I know I don't have the sound effect. I'm telling you I did this. I, I have one sound effect ready. There we go. Yes. No jest. Just she said that if I keep using her uh deal, her voice, she'll sue my ass. I, I don't need her suing my ass or anything else. I will probably talk more about three jokers when I have all three. Department of Truth seems like it's going to be bad for my mental health. And Department of Truth is the image book by James Tynan that I did on our Patreon indie comics show. And I liked it enough. I think that I will kind of tire of it by if it doesn't end up, it's just a conspiracy theory book. And that's not really my thing, but it was interesting. The first issue, the art threw me off. And I hope that the art kind of changes up a little conspiracy theories really got me recently in my craziness so i figured this would help me see how i was being silly and could probably write decent stories about my mad moments well it might end up throwing you down that old rabbit hole again and he says i got my monthly box of comics and this was a doozy it was 126 dollars of comics 20 books in the canada and that's the canada and like what's that buffalo because my birthday was September 30th. So happy birthday, Damien. Lots of books to talk about mail to send. Till next time. Bye, everyone. I am Dr. Nick Lulz. So there he is, Dr. Nick. Right? I went, hello, Dr. Nick. We, we need that sound effect, too. But I can't play Jess. She said I'm not allowed anymore. That's a lie. She never said that. I've never talked to her in person ever. So there you go. Hey, everybody, that is the mail. Thanks, Damien. Thanks, Kyle. I hope that you enjoyed that mail. And thanks for mailing in and telling us what you think, what you want to know, and all that stuff. This is me trying to desperately do a segue to go off to the books. He got his first real comic. Got it at a five and nine. Ready to his fingers plan. Been reading comics most of his life Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jay quit, Knuckles got married Youngest was never gonna get far When he looks back now Did he have a father ever? And now that he has a choice He told just he would marry Ah, uh, yes, sir. Can you tell me how you actually did read comics till your fingers bled? I, I tell, is it because they're in Braille? This the summer of '89. <laughs> you, you you're reading them in Braille because you you're blind. Is that what it is? Blind as a bat, they say, Eric. You jerk. I like touching things. You jerk.
Oh, here Whoa. we go. I just, I just wanted to get, hey, I wanted blind, to get that you out. Jerk. Whoa. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you have retinal issues is what I say and, and make the rest of us, you know, suffer along with you. Make I, the rest of us feel bad with your fancy glasses. I don't have <laughs> fancy glasses. I got my fancy eyes here that I can't <laughs> see crap. I can't see crap. That's why I'm mad. I end up making fun of you. And it's like one of those things where your mom's like, Karma. Don't, don't make that face. It'll stick that way. My eyes are now yours. I don't know. It's And your eyes might be a serial killer's. I think that we have a movie uh, on the docket there, Eric. But we have it's two. Like a part of body parts? Yeah, it is. We have two books here we have two books that we're going to talk about in this section and yeah i they're not so great the, the, the first one especially and we're going to jump right into this but don't worry everybody we broke up the shitty book so at least we have something we that did. we can be a little bit happier about towards the end of the show yeah yeah and i i do want to point out again that they ended up announcing this future state thing going on at dc and with that if you are upset saying, oh, man, I don't I can't even take these two months. Well, first off, please. I mean, we've done this before. And I think that where DC has a problem, they, they don't do these scheduled events. That's what this should have been anyway. But still, if you're going to say, I want my regular books and I want my regular want heroes, my MTV. please read Flash and Wonder Woman this week. And then tell me, but I don't know. I say this, but it seems like a lot of people on the round them, and they they had a ball. They love this shit. We talking about with this. They're the bell of the ball. They are, Eric. We're not. We're not even invited to the party. It seems, which is usual. No, no. usual. But we're going to start with the Flash. The Flash number seven sixty three. That is written by Kevin Shinnick. You aware of a uh, Kevin Shinnick? Live in infamy. You like the Kevin Shinnick? No, he is a guy him. who ended up doing stuff with Robot Chicken, Mad the. End animated series which i actually liked no nobody really talks about that mad series i, I did enjoy that, that. Mad animated series was great yeah i loved it and uh, also ended up doing stuff with like uh acting and voice acting where in time is carmen san diego he was showrunner for marvel spider-man all this stuff so he has a pedigree Right, he's got some chops. I say he's got a pedigree because this stuff is dog shit, is what it is, Eric. That's a joke. Uh, yeah, well, that's dog food, Jim. Oh, really? Well, it it always ends up the same. Uh, dust to dust, dawn to dawn, Eric. We're all dust in the wind. Did you know that one of the guys in Kansas is actually Alan Moore, not in disguise? Art by Clayton Henry, Marcella Maialo, and Steve Wands. Luckily, Joshua Williamson made it so that Barry can get past his mom's death. Right. Right, Eric? No! Kevin <laughs> Shinnick jumps on Flash shit? to tell yet another one of these stories, but this should have been a digital first that it seems like so the much. story cool on paper? Uh, I don't know, but maybe it was toilet paper because it never really got going here, Eric. I That's another shit joke, A lot of toilet humor in this. I don't know why I would go that round, Eric. The trickster wants the Flash's ring. One trick pony. But it doesn't ring true to me, Eric, because there's no real story behind it. And while I like seeing some different villains show up, they're kind of virtual and do nothing. There's my blurb, Eric. It's one of these you things. You were happy that, to see, you know, the pranksters show up? Clue Master, you're happy to see this? Why I was happy isn't just because of them, Eric. It's because the happiness was in me all along. Now, actually, it's just I that we, we changed it up a little. We've had a lot I of the same for things. for a good minute, which a minute's not a long time, but when you're in mm, Eric Shea, you think you're talking, minute. a minute's fucking forever, thinking to yourself, Toy Man, tell us Toy Man doing here. Brian Michael Bendis told me he's a part of Checkmate now. That's he shouldn't right. be here. And then there's holograms. It doesn't fucking matter. Checkmate. But yeah, w- with this, I'm saying that I like the idea. We even said when we saw the solicits. Now, when you 
ended up with prankster and trickster and things like that. You kind of, you kind of like, eh, because we have the old Clue deal. Master. Yeah, we have the idea of things like changing up a little bit coming up because, you know, we've had a lot of rogue stuff. We've been involved in just reverse flash over and over. So I didn't mind seeing new villains. This is what I ended up getting excited for when we got James Tynan's run after Tom King on Batman. We're going to mix it up. We're going to get some more villains. We're going to get more of the things. That's until I started reading this. Because it's not good. It's not well set up. The story is one of those where you you get this, like, not a morality tale, but you you see the punchline coming, and it's just a nice little thing, but it's not. You have an idea that is a sentimental story to give you some kind of deeper meaning to the flash ring that Barry likes to wear and stuff like that. But the problem is there's a lot of nonsense and just – freaking convoluted mess to get to this whole point that it's wrapped around it and obviously right off the get it's like because jeff john like when he did flash rebirth and brought in the whole idea of oh barry's mom was killed his uh father was sent to jail for the murder but he didn't commit it ever since that point when anybody wants to jump on the flash but this is the only aspect of barry on that anybody can latch onto and say hey look i'm gonna write the flash i'm gonna talk about his mom dying because like you said in your blurb we just got over the fact at the end of joshua williamson's run talking about like yes this is a big part of my life but i'm gonna move past this i'm gonna fucking move forward like the flash should right into the fucking back into the fire with this one it's like it's the anniversary of my mother's death i'm like Fuck. yeah right away and like you said every time that you have a writer jump on flash you're, you're gonna get this because everybody seems to do this deal where they have to, they Jones. have to prove they know the character they always have to set it up and you don't have to we know this you don't have to base I've got an everything idea. The on flash that. is a fun character make a fun story that'll yeah, prove it th- to that's me. what and if you're gonna have like i said the villains that are getting thrown in here you could try to have some fun with it but it ends up where you know hey i'm gonna show this i got the flash so i gotta mention is it ends up feeling very generic because we get that all the time and that's where you have problems like with books like this where joshua williamson's off and then you have a couple like the justice league or even wonder woman where you have a bunch of creative teams in a row unfortunately what you end up getting and i hope that this isn't the case but you end up getting this over over and over you end up having this you know instead of just recap you get the same recap everybody's got to remind you of these you know beats that we all know and and it, it is that and it ends up being and you're right it's a sentimental story i was trying to figure the word yeah. i said a morality tale like an idiot but it is a sentimental story but by the end of this it just is like one of those that's you know all filler you know, there's no meat or cheese, Eric, well, to the every story. Every bit about us to lead us to the story is just over the top where it's, it's the anniversary of my mother's death. And because I'm such a good guy, you know, Iris wanted to go to the farmer's market. So I'm going to go to the farmer's market because, of course, early in the day, me being Barry Allen, she went with me to the local arcade. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the arcade. With Barry Allen, but okay. Mm. And then he's just staring aimlessly into a single tomato. We have a single this whole tomato. Thing. It's, like, one of those, it's one of those weird things. Like, I'm going to talk about his mother's death, but I don't know if that's enough that people let me know, like think that I know Barry Allen. I better mention he's a forensic scientist as well in the most convoluted way. Barry, are you looking at that for bruises or fingerprints? <laughs> Sorry, some things are hard to turn off, I guess. I'm like, no, Barry, I'm serious. What are you doing <laughs> with this is- tomato? Are you really looking for fingerprints on this goddamn thing? He responds to Iris as if that is something he has done. Look at a tomato that is ridiculous. And all that is, like you said, is to show that 
Oh, I know that he works. You know, he's the whole crime scene whole, deal. All you need to do is say, issue, all you need to do say, here, all you have to do is say, Barry, it's so nice of you to take off from work today. Well, they can work. Barry's hardly ever at work anyway. He's like, yeah, you know. I never see the guy and, at work. It'd be so funny if he's like, yeah, you know, I've been working overtime lately and they told me I needed to take a little break. And no, no, no. We get the opposite. Just but make it the weekend or something because everybody's working for the weekend. I don't are. know what cop hours are, but come on, just do it on your day yeah, off. Yeah, so he's looking at it. It's the most, it's the oddest way to get into the idea that he is, you know, a forensics guy where... And that's the thing is, you want to talk all about Barry Allen. I'm reading this book. I just want to see The Flash, the fastest man alive, because even when we get into the thick of this with the trickster and his hologram freaking villains and his betting shenanigans going on in the backstage of a freaking arcade, I just want Barry to be the fastest man alive. The Flash, in this instance, could take care of this entire situation in under five seconds because he's the fast man. He is standing around like a goddamn simp the entire time. So what you're telling me is you want like a Zeppo. I just keep going back. I, you know, something along the lines that shows you all the beats, but in a way like maybe, oh, you know, Barry, you always go no, off and do things and then fast. he does things real fast while Iris just thinks he's still there. I like that. But yeah, he's looking at a tomato. This this is why he, he had so much trouble solving his mother's murder eric he's worried about the minutiae of tomatoes i mean really if this is what he does all the time delicious yeah i I don't like tomatoes especially there he is holding it as if he's going to eat it like a hand fruit eric i don't mind sliced up tomatoes i like vidalia onions myself as a hand fruit you just right into them eric but yeah you end up where they're gonna make no you that would be a funny video me trying to do that just to (laughs) prove you wrong of eyes You end up where uh, Barry's like, hey, you want to make some pizza tonight? I guess he's now seen that this tomato is on the up and up. This tomato has not committed a crime in the recent time. So he can use this for sauce. And she's like, yeah, that'd be cool. But remember that New York pizzeria we went to? Oh, man, that was really good. And he's like, do I ever? And then that's where you're going to get, you know, the benefits. This has happened. One of the things that I remember, like right off from this was at the beginning of Manipul and Bucciolato's run in the new 52, where Barry ends up trying to please everyone. He's running down to Brazil to get coffee beans and stuff like that. So it's one of those things he does. But even you were confused of what he was actually doing well that's the thing is he really has his heart set on making pizza yeah. seems like she's like i hope it tastes as good as that pizza that we really liked from new york it doesn't mean that that's what second if you are like a people pleaser at this point the he idea is. that you have to go back this is one of those tropes as well where you always see the flash running around giving people pizza yeah, for some yeah. reason he loves that but pizza. now because she has mentioned this pizza while they're at the farmer's market continuing their day talking about like hey want to do this later on for dinner He's going to run to New York now and I guess get that pizza. I'm like, Barry, we're at a farmer's market. I don't, we don't want pizza right now. What are you doing? Why are you going to do this? And when you do this, and I'm telling you, and when you do this and you figure out you don't have your flash ring, for some reason, why does your, do your clothes burn off? Because the thing is, at this point in time, Barry knows how to use his powers. He knows what the, the like, you know, what everything is with this. Well, not everything, but he knows how to use the speed force to his, like, you know, benefit. It doesn't mean that his clothes are going to burn off because he creates a freaking, you know, a speed force barrier around him to make sure that this doesn't happen. At the first, if you want to say flash, you're one in the yeah. seven. He does not use no, his no. powers. He will burn his clothes up, ruin his shoes and all this other stuff. Just because he doesn't have his ring to shoot out a freaking, you know, flash costume on and then put that on to run to New York. I don't know why you do that to begin with. Doesn't mean that your, your clothes will burn off. But this is the only reason that he figures out, oh, shit, you know that ring I wear all the time that I never really use? Yeah. 
It's not on it's me not anymore. On me. Oh, I need no. to get that back. Where was I today? The farmer's market in the arcade. Better go check the arcade. Yeah, I- and what is going on with this whole thing? Why is the arcade looking different now than it was an hour or two before? I don't know. For like, we have police going on. There's lines at the ass for some reason. I thought like when the flash showed up and the tricksters there, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Well, here's what I thought. And he ends up stopping. There is. And legitimately, the thing that you can play off here, the thing that, that the play should be is the idea that, yeah, he doesn't have his costume. If he stops, if he goes to New York, if anybody sees him come out of the Speed Force, uh, they're going to know that something's up. You know, what's up with this guy? He but ends like up really they fast. Do. But he creates a costume through yeah. the Speed Force like well, every other that's Flash the does. Thing. That's kind of what Iris ends up saying and asking. It's just weird. So what I got with this weird play of this issue was I actually thought at a point that what you ended up having uh, Shinnick doing is that the ring was the the power. I thought that he, and now you can even go by the idea that Trickster thought that or whatnot, but I'm, th- yeah. I'm thinking at one point when he goes to the arcade then, and he even says, it wasn't like this before. All, I thought you were going to get, well, I used your ring to speed force around and then grab all this stuff, but that's not the case. It's just mentioned. Well, that and doesn't make any it's sense. just mentioned and about, oh, this doesn't look, but not really anything from it. Then you have all of these no, setups. The I, I'm, I'm glad I I'm glad I remember this. I'm going to read a bunch here, which is always a goddamn hassle. No, here we go. On the show, but look, this progression, just this <laughs> progression when the Flash goes to the arcade. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. I'm not sure if Iris remembers the significance or if she's purposely not bringing it up. But just once, I wish I could face this day without a sense of dread, being the anniversary of yep. his mother's death, obviously. And from the look of things, that's not happening anytime soon. I retrace my steps, and when I return to the arcade, I'm reminded that when you add law enforcement to a carnival atmosphere, there's usually only one person behind it all, the trickster. When you add law enforcement to a carnival atmosphere, there's only one person involved, the trickster. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. what is happening well, in this whole scenario? What he's saying is you right get the, the police out of there, no problem. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the mixture. It's it's one one dash of police force. The with carnival the, atmosphere. Carnival atmosphere. Like the, they're at an arcade. Yeah, yeah. Well, outside you know. with barricades. We, we love the we love the arcades, Eric. Uh, don't you? And, and it goes in, and and right away you get a, a claw machine game. Wind flashes ring, but yet that doesn't seem to be the case. And that would even be funny, even if like a little kid wins it and Flash has to come. In. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm trying to script doctor this shit, and it's bad. But you end up with this arcade. Plus, look, every arcade game is based on the Flash, too. Where did these come? Did he notice this before? The problem with this, well, is when you get the trickster show up here and talk about, I've reformed now. I own this arcade. You don't. You know, there's more money in freaking doing this and actually in crime. When you see this one, and like you and I going into this, like, you know, a few weeks ago, seeing the solicits, we're wondering, oh, is this James yeah, Jesse yeah. or is this Axel Walker? We wanted to know. It's, it's Axel it's Walker, Axel. this one. And the thing is. He has a robotic arm, and in this, you sometimes see he has a robotic arm. Sometimes it's drawn Caucasian, and I'm like, I, I don't know what the hell is going on with the art here because it doesn't look exactly like Axel. It looks like a, like more like Axel's grown his hair out a bit. For some reason, his arm goes back and forth from being robotic to being Caucasian. I don't know what they're getting at because I'm so drawn to this idea of the art because the story is so freaking bad. I'm trying to find something here. And even and besides the art is that, me I down. don't mind the art. Besides that, it's okay. It, it fits in the regular run as well. But yeah, there's Iris a problem looks okay going about. In my mind. I guess the trickster, like, okay. without the problem with his arm, looks okay. But for some reason, Barry and the Flash, well, I don't like it. It is all. Clayton Henry doing the art. And we have said this before when he is on Batman Superman. He likes to draw really oblong, like, why the long face? 
face it is, is the joke because that's what he ends up Everybody's doing egghead. right and yeah really uh but they're still dumb and so you have this but really this arcade changes anybody who has to say his puns everything to be an egg is a dumbass motherfucker that's right that Excellent. that would be exciting you're right Eric. that would be egg done Right? That guy's going to have brain damage for getting punched in the face hey, so much. get off of me, you soft-boiled jerk. Is that good? Can I do that? Hey, I'm going to scramble your brains. But yeah, you have this. You soft-boiled <laughs> jerk. Hey, I'm not right. You end up, so he's in the arcade. You end up having, let's save the citizen. We're going to do a sky-high deal where there is a dunk tank with a big dummy. And I don't mean Eric. This is a dummy. And like, oh and my God. it obviously looks like a mannequin yeah, yeah. from the get-go. It, it does. So when this whole thing drops and then for some reason spikes jump up out of nowhere to ca- and like Barry's like oh my god I have to save her I'm like well it's yeah. stupid it is <laughs> but it's also setting up something even more stupid because you see Barry then react where this dummy is two feet away from the you know maybe even two inches away but he's fast this that's what he does he goes and saves he's her fast, but can't stop this whole thing from exactly pe- like, later you end up right having there with the ring on him yeah. grab it Pat him down in under a second. Yeah, and even with that, you even have where Barry originally is like, oh, man, you know, how did somebody steal it from me? The fastest man. Like, that's interesting. How did you end up somebody Ocean Eleven your ass to get that ring when you're the fastest man thinking? And it just is, oh, it must have fallen off in the arcade. But I, I hope that, you know, the trickster doesn't realize who it was. Well, where he found it, I'm sure he has some sort of surveillance since we see he does because everybody's betting on the flash saving this citizen and they're all the watching why aren't he, why isn't he going to the tape the tail of the tape where okay i found it right there let me go in this time frame okay it's barry allen uh, i'll run this thing or at least i know you know it's somebody that i kind of see or look nothing you, you just end up with the idea of hey look look in these infrared goggles that i have to see X-ray what's going specs. on so we can see through a wall where people are there betting on him saving the citizen even though they're behind, you know, a little bit there. And I think Barry that he was here like two hours ago. What happened to this place I don't know. that everybody got the word out that this is a freaking superhero? But I mean, and also having the trick to like, why isn't Roulette here doing? Because this is Roulette's gimmick from get go yeah. for the idea Where's of doing many, using many humans as superheroes. All these things. Double down is, is a flash tip. Where is he? make it gross. Oh, well, that's it. Or sexy. No matter what. Yeah, Roulette make it sexy. Yeah, pretty gross. But with that, I like the idea when I'm looking at the progression. I think that Trickster is one of those cheaters. He, he doesn't like to play the game on the up and up because Barry already saves the citizen, then looks through the wall, and they're just seeing him do it. So if it doesn't work out for the house, I think the Trickster cuts the feed. But really, where is the stakes of this? Because all this is is goofy. And I understand you have a long run from Joshua Williamson, 100 issue, all that stuff. Yeah, there's an okay time to have a cool down fun issue, but you still have to make it make sense. You don't have to make it goofy to the point where you're getting away from a story and just having people running around and things not matching up because you end up also then having – you know, there you go. Axel's like, hey, I got your ring. Here it is. It's not in the claw machine. But what I end up having is a bunch of villains, and they're going to help me. And you end up having Riddler, Prankster, Toyman, and Clue the Master. Toy Man, Clue Master. The Prankster, Riddler, and Clue Master are all here working with me in this whole thing. And even to the point where he throws the ring, like just, just chucks it in the air for anybody to catch here. And Barry does not, not, not only does he not go and catch it before anybody else, because, you know, he's the Flash, but then they run off doing a game of keep away. Yeah. 
and they're right there next to him. He says, I guess he just stands there and lets him run 200 yards ahead of him before he even starts oh, chasing he, after he him. He knows because, he's fast, Eric, so he's giving him a head start, the, right? And like, I guess I'm just going to go after Prankster, which because takes Because he's forever. on a vehicle. And, and if he's on that, but where's Hot Pursuit, Eric? It reminded me of that. But you end up where Prankster, and he goes, I think Prankster must have it because he's on a vehicle. Oh, man, I've never seen him this fast before. That is to be an allusion to that they aren't really there, but not really. And when you say he's faster than- What is happening in the real life I'm saying here? when you say he's faster than before also, that you're dealing with a, a character that's fast. You throw that out there, and then you start getting things swirling around in your mind. These are hard, like, constructs i don't know what is going on here how are they being projected exactly. are they just being projected on his mask in front of him right there like is he like on his forehead projecting in front of him is that all that's happening no because he because I, I don't know we then have the toy man show up and hit him with a hard like construct of a boxing glove yeah. and i'm like <laughs> I, I don't know even to the point where oh man they're not real freaking toy uh, t- t- trickster must have put this th- this projector on my mask when i looked through his x-ray he specs, doesn't and see I'm like, this way. he just was uh, earlier he's looking for fingerprints on a tomato he can't tell that somebody put something on his eyes please go back to the tomatoes barry you're terrible and, and yeah you end up where he realizes this and it's all a virtual reality game it is and, and yeah, you end up where then Barry runs back. Why is back. it then when we actually have come like the trickster with the ring talking like, you know, the idea that the way he's going to be defeated is activating the ring to shoot the costume out, but not knowing that it shoots out like the nine times of an airbag. But when it shoots out, it comes out looking like shards. shattered glass yeah. instead of an actual costume shooting out, which knocks the trickster out. I'm like... This looks like they're trying to say that that Speed Force stuff that goes around by it or Wally or anybody to make a costume when you do it that way. You remember it back in yeah. the 52 when it would wrap, yep, wrap around, around and do different stuff? That's what this looks like, but it's just shooting out like shards of Speed Force right in the trickster's face. And I'm like, that dude is well, dead. It, it's to make sure you really mean it when you do it because it's going to hurt like hell to get that costume on. Like, why not just draw a cloth costume like would be? Or in that like ring. he says, it comes out like, you know, nine airbags, eight, air, whatever the deal is, and have it come out like an airbag and hit him because usually you hit it before and run into it. So coming back. And, and so with that, if I'm the editor, I'm like, okay, well, we have the story. Uh, you didn't make any sort of way that Barry set up the trickster to be, you know, finished here. And basically the ring wins the day. That's what happens. You don't even have Barry trick him into, he's trying to convince him not to do it. And then he does it. He's out cold. And then uses some of that reverse psychology. And, huh? and, and then you also have the idea that in this, you know, five minutes afternoon, you ended up having Trickster go off and do experiments on the ring. I can't figure out what this ring is made of. Is it, you know, zirconium? Di- no. There's a certain element that the Flash created when he made this ring. Well, I'm like, the element was well, shit, love. Man. That's crazy. It was love, Eric. <laughs> it and love. so what it is, and, and okay, this is where I think you get Kevin Shinnick. This is the whole point And I think that what you do story. is. He's He's writing this like a mystery. Hey, hey, uh, you want to write the flash? Yes. Let me think of a story. Well, I'll, I'll make it about the ring being the wedding rings. Now, let me get to that point. And the, getting to that point was nonsense. This point is okay. If you had a good story leading up to this and had a reveal that was a little better than just, well, the trickster tried to figure it out and he couldn't. And what I did is get the wedding rings here and I did that. You know, it, it's not My mother's wedding ring and my father's wedding ring. I put them together to make my ring while also making 
adding a new element here. So that is why the ring is so special to Barry, whether he needs it or not, because it is a part of his parents that he never wants to yeah, lose. Yeah, and that's why he and went he, for it. I, I like I, I like that. That is yeah, a fine is. piece of story, but you spent an entire issue of nonsense, Barry looking like shit, and the tricks are doing the most ri- ridiculous. I'm like, it's the trickster. You expect him to do ridiculous things, but you expect him to do trickster-like things, not change space and time in order for this arcade to be a thing that's betting on superheroes no. within the last two tries hours. tries to be too goofy. I mean, really, if you're going to make this, have it like, I don't know, you have Henry, he might be at war, he's got to keep his ring, he has it shoved up his ass, stuff like that, Eric. I don't that's like how he's going to keep it, get a little Pulp Fiction deal going in. Uh, but yeah, you just have him, then the reveal, here it is. I want to see when Henry gets Turns out of out jail. Henry in war was, you know, his best yeah. friend in this war and his platoon, whatever it is. I don't know military terms because I'm an idiot, but his best friend was like Max Shrek from Batman that's Returns. Right. I just That was played by Christopher oh Walken, my. Jim. It's like t- that's two degrees of Christopher <laughs> We're Walken. Trying to do this. Exactly. I, I just want it to be, you know, something where we see Henry get out of jail and say, hey, uh, where, where's that wedding ring there, buddy? Oh, about that. About that, daddy-o. Hey, he doesn't have daddy-o, it. That's daddy-o. mine. Daddy-o. That is mine. But then you end up where, oh, look, Iris. Orphan's Today's the day. Yep, that's it. And and this is the thing. We ended up having this point where through Joshua Williamson's run and ends with, hey, I'm not going to do this stuff with my mom, whatever. That does not mean that you don't celebrate your mother each year, but it doesn't have to be on the day of her death anymore. You know, celebrate her birthday, all these things going on. And uh, yeah, it's just odd. Or make this a special day or I don't know, but it's just like, and that that day part in with his mom, that's just thrown in there just to be thrown in there. It really doesn't end up like nothing ends up being clever to get to where you got and then again we have to remind everybody dr alchemy people and you know he looks funny and goofy which is okay but i did it again jim i'm freaking going through this book and i got to that page where this just showing parts of him like oh shit is this like and the thing is i didn't recognize the yeah, costume yeah. right away so then I, I go on i'm looking the whole thing and i just turn the fucking page i swear to god i really thought that like they were playing a game here where i thought this was the last page where they're showing like a sleeve and a little bit of his front there and i thought it was the last page so not realizing that as soon as you turn the page being the last page it's time for dr we already saw the the entire thing and we knew this this. but for some reason when you saw the freaking the 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 detail of the way his uh, costume looks on the sleeve i'm like it didn't dawn on me to think of Dr. Acme right away, even though we knew I, he was I could, coming. I'm I like, could just imagine. oh, is this Mirror Master? What's happening right there, now? Oh, there's my. Eric. Let me go look things up. You thought it was Arsenal. Oh, my God. He's come back from the dead. It, it's, it's an other, it it's Arsenal. other deal, Roy. He's coming back. He looks no, it's Dr. Alchemy, which I'm looking forward to just see what's going on. I was that asshole. I, I see this freaking, you know, yellow you long shirt. I'm like, oh, man, I bet this is a multiversal Roy yeah. coming back. I'm like, no, no, nobody That'd thinks that. That'd be cool. But yeah, this is this no, is. Wouldn't. It would suck. We already did that. Know. This is just not that great. It's, it's just not great. And it's again, if if you're gonna say, well, you need that issue between some things, Joshua Williamson's long run. Well, what I can say then is, if you like Joshua Williamson's run and all that, you could skip this. Is what I would say. Yeah. There is the cool down. I'll skip a month. I'll let things, you know, get a little bit better. Uh, but we'll see. But what would you give this? 
I would end up giving this a 4 out of 10. The story was awful through and through just to get us to a sentimental moment, which would have been nice if there was an actual good story wrapped around it. And the art, for the most part, I did not care for. Like, I liked the way Iris and Trickster look, but even the Trickster's arm just kept going, you know, from robotic to Caucasian yeah. back and forth. Each different panel was coming up. So, like, the arts obviously has a problem there, but get woke, I likely got there for the most part. I'm like, what, robot and Caucasian? Yeah, it's robot rights. Guess what I say? Hashtag robot rights. Uh, but no, it's... It's just, it was a stupid story. Then, like the, it didn't do anything for the character of Barry Allen. It just went out of its way to make less sense because it had to bring up things to make you think that this person knows who Barry Allen yeah, is. Yeah, don't get Machine Man involved over at Marvel. He'll, he'll be pissed. He'll start picketing. But I'm going to give it a 4.5. Same reasons that you have. It's just, you know, I'm a little more positive, Eric, a little more. And I like oh, the yeah. art a little more. That's pretty much my little bump there. I didn't mind it as much. You got the long faces, but, you know. Um, Barry looks awful. I, I don't pay attention enough to see arms and things i don't see arms eric i'm not that type of no. guy uh what are you're a leg man yeah, right? I'm, I'm a leg man I'm a, I'm a butt cheek man uh what is the next book eric? next up we have just league odyssey number 25 written by dan abdo with art by cliff richards rain Barreto, and and world design it's the final issue of jlo and in this finale we see our team fighting on two fronts as jessica as two jessica cruises and two cyborgs not to mention starfire orion Azrael and Blackfire are taking on Darkseid while Hax, Gamma Knife, and Dexstar say fuck Darkseid and start destroying Epoch's revision mechanism. In the end, Darkseid loses but regains control of Apocalypse while the past Jessica Cruz and the new god Cyborg stay behind to allow the rest of our heroes to escape the time shockwave they've created. This series is a lot of fun, but ultimately, this is putting the toys back in the toy box the way you found them type of finality that I hate where nothing really seems to matter in the Pleasure end. Profanity. Oh my, Eric, are we an explicit podcast now? I hope yeah, so. We are. Uh, yeah, you figured that this is what we were going to get. One of the things that I, I wonder... I don't want to figure that, well, though, because the whole idea, especially when you bring... And the thing is, I really expected you know Jessica Cruz from the past to be the one to like go on at the end of this, actually not sacrifice herself with the new god cyborg, pinging her belt. So it's like such a weird idea that like, right, we're going to do this. You want to have the... The thing is that's cool about it, though, is that you want to have the Jessica Cruz who has had these experiences yeah. move on because it does a lot for the character. It makes her... A, uh, more boss bitch type of thing that you want Jeez. out of this character is not anxiety driven. That is inappropriate. But, the th- <laughs> but when you get to the end where it's like, I like this Jessica Cruz. I yeah. like what we got here. I don't need her to be a Green Lantern anymore. I like these Omega powers. It differentiates her from everybody else in the DC universe. Well, I used up all my Omega powers. My God. Oh, well, Omega <laughs> done. I, and then even the idea, well, I hope when you get back to Oa, the, the Guardians give you a ring. They does. And now we kind of saw that. And, and when you get to the end, just to, before we even go into this proper, uh, you do end up with that last bit like, all right, we're going to go off here to, you know, speed metal. We're going to get they go off to the appropriate deals of where they ended up. But I it, don't even know how that yeah, works. You got the multiverse deal where Jessica because, goes well, even, to Oa. Well, and seemingly was does called. She, well, what she does that says, mean? Like, why did we? Why did we go to Oa? The whole thing. Well, why? We because we saw her in the multiverse deal. She had a ring, so we need to get something going on. But even that thing when we have Cyborg and Starfire boom tube back to Earth, while everybody off goes off to do their own things. Why is Earth now in the dark multiverse? I know, that's kind of the thing that is what it is now, and and this is because gone we back had and to forth go to the dark multiverse yeah. in Death Metal 
to freaking well, do that's it live before we're already in the dark multiverse. I said the thing that kind of goes in with this is they're going to go out from the this metaverse. deal and then they go off and you have the whole and deal why going their on. Appearances change? Yeah, well, they, they ended up because they're going to get badass. That's what happens with death metal there. But uh, yeah, all this stuff. It, it seemed to me like, and I said this when we were talking about, I think, the multiversal book or the last Justice League, the idea where it felt weird that book's going on and then just because you're going to go return to something, I thought this was all of reality. And and this kind of makes it not that, but yes, it is. And it's nonsense. But you end up- but Like, with, you know, when, when Jessica Cruz goes to Oa, which is in our Earth, you know, universe, yeah. it's just called Earth, but it's essentially just our universe, which would become the metalverse, maybe in the dark multiverse at this point, as they tell us here. Why doesn't Jessica Cruz and the rest of the Greenlanders get metal yeah, looks? Because they, they end up, they do, but then they use the construct costumes oh, over it. Yeah, they, they have a freaking costume you change. You don't I got see you. what's going on underneath. Maybe, I don't know. I, I just the whole thing of this book has been one of our sleeper hits. Me and you have enjoyed talking about it. Uh, once Dan Abnett got onto it, we were more and more into hey, it. We've been, been really liking it. Obviously, this is the last issue. They weren't going to give it an oversight issue to end it either at a 25 which kind of sucks and you, what you get from this though you don't really well need it. i'm, I'm saying you, maybe have a normal size issue to wrap this up. i don't know but you, you do get they it explain everything i tell you the thing is where all the generic explanations you get here to like you know wrap everything up and put all the pieces where they need to be to go forward with other books and wherever these characters might be you did it with this page page because giving extra pages is not going to make any of this make any more yeah, sense. I don't know. Maybe you could have had a little more, you know, interactions or something. But Darkseid, basically, he ends up like, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm I'm powered up again. I'm and out. And he looks badass. Yeah, he His eye being gouged out and the fire just flowing from that one eye as yeah. he is taking on our JLO character. I'm like, this dark side is amazing. And- I love this so much. This entire fight, besides for the fact that it's very anticlimactic because – he shoots some Omega beams, but he's only a fraction of his yeah. normal strength. That's why we can block these Omega beams. Like he looks badass, but he's a weakling. Yeah, this. he is. And then you end up having hacks, gamma, knife, Dexter. They're going through the bobbles to see what they have to do. And the only way to get rid of this is to get rid of the one. But unfortunately, gamma oh, knife. Oh no, they're triple agents. Yeah, gamma knife. Yeah, really. It's it's a crisscross applesauce going on here. And gamma knife realizes, okay, if I do this. I'm going to fade away. I'm going to get rid of my own existence, which she thought was going to happen before anyway. But you end up having that, which is a shame because I did like the character. Um, But then it just ends up being, like you said, kind of a step-by-step progression of let's get everybody out of this book. Let's get them back to how we want them. Why didn't Asriel die? Yeah, yeah, really. Also, (laughs) we do not need Asriel to do anything. The idea that he's going to go off and with Orion and fight some dark side nonsense and like – Everyone, all the new gods are dead, essentially. The only new gods that we have left, like, yes, we have reprogrammed the universe time-wise to bring back Apocalypse. I don't know if you brought back all the Apocalyptians, new gods or not. He seems to be gathering some stuff and I don't know. It's such a weird idea because he's going to go back to square one with the New 52 about going and eradicating freaking planets and stuff like that the way he was at the beginning of that series. And this is what he's going to do to regain his power of Apocalypse. But now we have para-angels. We've changed the way the character is. We've brought Apocalypse back. And he's just going to go back to square one. I'm like, is everybody else there? Because New Genesis is still gone. The only one like is still alive is Orion for the yeah. most part. I'm like, Scott Free, as far as I know, he's dead too somewhere. Well, again, this whole deal. Or not somewhere well, because he's dead. This whole deal, I think, where – 
they end up saying to Dan M, listen, we have to have, you know, we're going to get Apocalypse back. We're going to get Darkseid back. You don't worry about that other stuff because that's going to be involved in the reset of Death Metal when we get all that stuff going on. So don't worry with that because even with Orion, like, I'm with you guys. I love you. I'm all telling these you, you wipe on. these characters out because as far as I'm concerned, right now at least – we have no use for them in death metal. We could always bring it's them back. It's a shame after that we metal. already saw them. These, That's what I wish you, you did. Wipe them out. I, I would because you don't need a dark side. You don't need apocalypse for the death metal. Like you have to think to yourself, well, what's Perpetuo doing with this over here? Like you know, why is that get to be free reign at this point? Like why is Orion going on taking on apocalypse when the end of the world is happening right now? Or the end of the, the multiverse is happening right now? You wipe out as many people as you can. I would have wiped the out the whole thing. I would have had the I would have had the downer d- deal where it would have maybe infuriated some people. That they read 25 issues and at the end They make the ultimate sacrifice and destroy Themselves to get the universe back because like you Said that they'll be back we'll, we'll have It reset yeah. unfortunately we know What characters aren't going to have that happen like So Jesse they're not going to do Starfire it Starfire Cyborg They've made an appearance yeah, in I, death metal Or death metal types I would have said they're yeah, fine If they didn't though I'm I would have killed Fire, everybody I'm killing Darkseid, Orion, Hex Gamma Knife, Dexter they're all yeah. gone I'm, t- I'm telling you I'm killing freaking all the different Versions of Cyborg and Jessica Cruz I am killing off everybody I can in this because it doesn't matter for the overall story as far as I'm concerned right yeah, now. Yeah, if it was me and you didn't have them already, I would have wiped them all out. I would add every one where they have to reset it. The only way they can figure it out, it destroys them all. Even with that idea, well, uh, this is going to cause a big explosion. Well, we're at the edge of space, so that doesn't matter. And plus, I'm going to end up protecting us. And I'm like, you could have, but you already saw them, so that sucks. If Apocalypse and Darkseid do not play a well, big freaking hand in the end of Death Metal, I'm going to be pissed off because there's no reason they need to be well, here. Well, actually... It, you could have done whatever with Jessica. The problem is, is that you already set up with Cyborg and Starfire in the Justice yeah. League book that they have talked about this. Even with Jessica, you could have had all this wipe out and then we just say those other books. Well, this was before the whole deal and they reformed when you had the Death Metal Universe going. I could have went with that, but they've already talked about this in yeah, the Justice Just off in the multiverse with Simon freaking taking on but perpetual like I said, different that fronts. That doesn't matter to me. She could have been killed in this and still shown up in that because it seems like a lot of things were reset to get to there anyway with this dark multiverse Death Metal world. You could just go with the fact that everything got formed in this weird way, but they've already full out spelled out Cyborg. Yeah, we were Teen Titans bitches. We were Ghost Sector forever. I don't know how so. much. I think, I think they just pretty much put a new skin on the existing characters mm. they had there because that's not like Roy's back to life because we reshaped the yeah, metal. Yeah, but we haven't seen. He, he, you don't know. They could have gone with that. I don't know all the Roy things back. there, but you know, going with that, I could have just said, eh, you know, she, she ended up being, especially because she's there with a ring, all these things going on. Uh, but with that, you end up having them skedaddle out. You have Dexter goes out and says, Hey, Jessica, you're pretty good for a Green Lantern. He goes out. That's a shame. You're like a lot of the things just, you end up Dexter going, We love Dexter. He, he cracks us up, Whoa. but you never really used him that much. A lot of this book ends up being like, and we did like like Gamma ever since we were talking about ever since we were talking about him like you know pairing up with Catwoman that's all I want to see yeah now. that and uh, maybe Jimmy Olsen right Jimmy Olsen no no uh, so Jimmy you Olsen. end up there with Orion hey I'll go with you any day all right whatever well, whatever Orion and yeah you end up having these nonsense versions they're gonna die they're gonna go and they're gonna you know do the ultimate sacrifice stuff like that and that's one of those things too where Darkseid he boom tubes away he's like look I might have lost this battle which does suck because my pride and all that but what you've just done with epoch's revision mechanism you have created a time shock wave that is going to kill all of you yep. i'm boom tubing out i'm piecing out right now suck it dark side rules ever like jlo drools yeah. and this whole thing where we're just like all right what are we going to do now 
well, we're outside the physical universe, be so cyborg, he can't boom tube us out because he doesn't have any kind of coordinates, any kind of like, you know, frame of reference for where they are or where they need to go. But the new god cyborg who's still alive, he has this information since he was a new god yeah. and like tied into dark side and all this other stuff. So he is going to stay behind. Jessica Cruz, he's going to power him up to do this. The Green Lantern Jessica Cruz, yeah. because she's been really messed up. You know, the thing is, I think she's going to die in five minutes anyway for the amount that she is bleeding yeah, out in this yeah. book, which really sh- shook me the fact that she got this injured and our Omega Mama, she was fine this entire time. So she is sticking around with the new god Cyborg to power him up, to open up a boom tube, to send all our heroes back into the known universe, which really pisses me off because this is great. We're going to get rid of these characters. We don't need them. In. We don't need doubles. No. And when we do this, though, we have the Omega Mama, my favorite version of Jessica Cruz outside of Power Rain because I don't need another Green Lantern because it's just yeah. – we have so many. We we create an atmosphere. So we obviously have our heroes survive this trip and we're just in space on an asteroid flying through things. Oh, no. I've used all my Omega powers. I'm barely keeping an atmosphere. I'm like, yep. Why? Why? Why did you have to do this? Like the you idea of her having this so thing, cool. I, like I wanted this to be unlimited power. She is now connected to the dark side. And imagine somewhere down the line where people start thinking that Jessica Cruz might not be like they they're wary about her. Not that she's not Maybe trustworthy, even but that dark side's been, been kind of corrupted or doing well. This. That's the thing is she's been powering. Now she has the uh, connection to dark side. I'm like these aspects are so cool. Imagine her with a Mega Mama powers and also a power ring coming from another multiverse yeah. once they. Because the multiverse yeah, fixes yeah. itself, which is some nonsense. But another power ring, both them comes through and goes on her. And now she is using – and even throwing a freaking a yellow ring onto this where she is using the fear of others to fuel the mm-hmm. Volthum ring to use that on top of Omega Powers. I'm like, we could have just created the most coolest character of all time. No, she's fine. She's I just like the Omega Mama because no it, it puts her away I from was, all of them and it has something. I was something. booking all these different scenarios in my head for the next seven years of things oh, we could my. do with Jessica Cruz. Reading this issue with the ideas that what we could get out of this to make her a better character each and every time we get to see her. But by the end, I'm going to go to oh, I need to get another green ladder. Yeah, and, and she's going to okay. go do that. And then you, <laughs> so you know that. <laughs> that when we see her again in a proper book, it's going to be just the anxiety again. And it's going to get rid of all this progression. The Omega Mama, th- that ends up – I like how we just she's call her the bitch. Omega Mama. I just like that she – has progressed in this and she don't take shit from nobody she is the leader make something matter make something from this series of 25 issues that may have not been the greatest thing ever but make it matter makes a you, you know deaths don't matter in comics everybody says that but you had an opportunity here though to make something Bring matter i know well it'll be eventually <laughs> but yeah i wanted something to get out of this and say you know it's almost like a failed marriage you know like well that marriage sucked but at least we had this kid that i now pay child support for right that's what you say Daddy. But here you're like well you know it, it wasn't the greatest of book but yeah we didn't get anything <laughs> it ended up resetting at the end and just to make everything not matter i mean really you had joshua williamson start off the series he did his best to make things not matter dan abnick came on and ended up really kicking some ass trying to make this into almost a guardians type book uh, which we wanted to actually go on with that. But even without that, or I'm telling you now, I want it like Space Outsiders book, right? And Batman, can, oh, yeah, Batman totally. can't be there. As, it yeah. might as well have been the whole thing. No, no, I'm telling you, when you said Outsiders, I was thinking Outlaws, where it's Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, I'm thinking those like type the Outsiders things. type deal. But, I you know, you even with an Outlaws deal where they have nothing in common except that they give a shit, Eric. I just watched, except I just watched Guardians the other day. Where, yeah, so that's what they are. And... But imagine this, if we, if we do continue, if we would continue on a JLO book where 
Our big things right now, we have the majority of our big characters going off to do death metal things, but we have Orion, Dexstar, Azrael, and Hax joining up to go to Thanagar to freaking put together a warrior, a winged warrior resistance yeah. to go and take on Darkseid. I'm like, That'd be okay, awesome. I understand the Thanagarians are like, you have high regard for them because they are a warrior race. You don't think it's happening. Why the fuck do they want to help your ass? Yeah. Why are, is nobody Nth else metal, Earth affected by you death remember metal? Nth metal. <laughs> but even that, you end up having a weird deal too, because once I see Darkseid sitting on his toilet there, look, and I, I read the, that's a I read gym. like my tablet now on these. I don't look at projections from a mother box while I'm going to the bathroom, but he has his ways. Um, yeah. I was thinking in my, in my mind, like, okay, he portaled up, but it would have been neat where they go to reset and you're not sure, and, but you're not sure what did happen or what went. And that would have been an awesome cliffhanger page where you end it with just like, oh, well, at least we got rid of dark side. And then you go and he's like, I'm going to rebuild this shit. And I'm like, that, that's pretty cool. If you thought that, but he just boom tubes out. Out, and now he's there. Haha, I actually win. You drool, you fools. And then everybody's going to go, and you have what we knew would happen Starfire and Cyborg go into the Death Metal universe. So you're waiting for that Mohawk to happen. And then, or as they tell us, yeah. The dark, yeah, the multiverse. dark multiverse. And you end up with Cyborg that really, if you give him a mohawk, that is Mr. T through and through, which I pity the fool who wouldn't like that, Eric, because For I would. For some reason, Cy- Cyborg walking through this boom tube. Yes, you, you can see the giant flaming freaking mohawk and starfire and say, man, that's punk as hell or metal, whatever yeah. you want to go with it. But when he walks out with a freaking handlebar mustache and a leather <laughs> you vest. You think he's I'm part like, of the village people you, is what you're going to tell me? No, no. This thing is, you tell you say that, I think you are the coolest I think it looks like. Now, <laughs> listen here, though. Can you see his face? I say vest. It, it, I say, it's, it's, a, it's a freaking, it's a, you know, sleeveless trench yeah, coat. it's one of your leisure coats or whatever you always tell me. Formal coat. coat. Now, <laughs> le- can you see his face when he says, what the hell? Get, yeah, yeah. Get, get it? Do you need? I'm looking you, at nothing else this entire time. Do you need time? to magnify it a little to really see it? Because he... He looks like a handlebar mustache wrong turn through and through. I I can't get it out of my mind. Every time I look at him, I'm like, that's wrong turn. That is wrong turn. 100%. I want to grab... I want to grab the actor who played Luke Cage in this Netflix Marvel shows and who's now in the freaking show Evil on CBS. I want to get him. I want to put a cyborg plate on the side of his head, have him have his facial hair like this. Pretty much, I just want him to look like this cyborg, Mike, because I think he could fit. I have to shave the one side of his head. It's going to look really weird when he takes off that plate because I didn't shave the other half before I did this to him. But I think he could play cyborg really well. Do you think that you would have liked his look a little better if that was a leather vest and not a formal coat? Because I think I'd like the leather vest. Is it weird that I had a leather vest growing up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's not weird it's just stupid everybody else thought it was weird did too. you like that you liked your leather vest and now did you ever go around i was going through work yesterday thinking to myself i didn't even think about my leather vest yeah. i had growing up which everybody made fun of which i enjoyed wearing and never then never wore again because everybody did made you fun think of, you but... were stone cold was it that at that time frame no, or you want... stone cold okay. wasn't stone cold wasn't even out yet at that point he wasn't even the ringmaster at that point but the thing is i meant I'm brian bosworth movie through... stone cold that's what i meant no, no, no not no, that no, either not that he it's wore that a, he wore a, from the he $6 wore million a leather man vest in that movie, by the but way. I was walking around thinking to myself, "Are you? do you have enough clout or now? confidence as a person to walk around with a vest now okay. and try to pull this well, off? 
Did you ever walk around I don't think I with do. the vest but nothing <laughs> under? Because that's that's a ballsy no, a move. Grown up. That's that not is happening. a ballsy move, Eric. I know. I meant it's a ballsy move. You do that as a on, on the Patreon. We're going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie review show, and I think that that was where I mentioned that you would never, as a kid, go into the pool without your shirt on. I was laughing at that. And then your nipples yeah, get all roughed up. Yeah, no, it's a rough life you, you had. Have you, had a, you had a sensitive soul. Eric is what you have. I don't have enough confidence to take this shirt off, but man, do I hate having my rough. Have they made a Vaseline to soothe a sensitive soul yet, Eric? Because you need that. Uh, By the end. I don't keep a uh, shit anymore. I'm taking my shirt off. By no the problem. end of this, uh, yeah, it ends up being like, yeah, you, you reset things. You reset things in ways that I wish were a little better. We're Weird done. Ways. This isn't a great finale, but. I don't care about any of this. You kill off Azrael because nobody gives a shit about him, especially in this new continuity. You kill him off. You do whatever you want with your Orions, your hacks, your gamma knives, and your deck stars. But for the most part, all you needed to do for me to be happy was keep the progression of Jessica Cruz, who she was in yeah. the series. Besides, That's for what her I said, new you needed something confidence. to take out of this that the people who have stuck with it and read it at least have something going forward. That when you see and and it, can you imagine this whole thing? Because the, the Starfire and the Cyborg we essentially have now were plucked out of time before any of this ghost sector nonsense no. ever really happened. And now they were thrown up against Darkseid essentially right away, walk through a boom tube, and now have their metal looks. I'm like, this progression for them is the yeah. crazy. They, they essentially missed out on all the perpetual, all the source yeah. wall stuff. They skipped out on all of this. I don't even know how much of the ghost sector they actually even still had left because I guess you might have had like – this is them at issue three of JLO, yeah. like then plucked out of time and then brought to the future. And yeah, now really. here they are in Death Metal. I'm like – they have no real progression at all from the beginning now, of the yeah, series. And, and we have Black Star. She goes off to go to Tamarin and she's going she's going to be there to like and, and help all those other planets there. She's like, really? Smell you later. Tamarin. Now this is where I'm gonna go a little marketing Jimmy boy. This is my marketing deal. I'm gonna sit here with my abacus. Why wouldn't you keep the Omega Mama deal? Because that would only end up where maybe two years from now, Jessica because they have a green Jessica show Omega out. Mama, and somebody's like, "Hey, what the hell is that all about?" Oh, oh, you should go and read the trades of JLO. It, it could only serve you to make some money down the line because people would want to see how that came about. Whether or not they loved it here, we liked it enough, but still. And- well, that's the thing is. Have you heard or seen anybody talking about Jessica Cruz in this book online at all? Because but I have actually no idea. Like oh, nobody have. Talked about the Omega Powers Jessica Cruz at all uh, that I've seen. Like when people just talk about Jessica Cruz, it is just Jessica Cruz. Green I Lantern. had, uh, I guess it was Myron Rumsey. Eric had talked to me about okay. her, and he loves her, but thought that this book was garbage and ruining her. But this was way back. I don't know what he thinks. Oh, this is a blog of oh, I'll just mention a little shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one point, me and him were talking about it, and I actually said I I like having Jessica because I want to see some progression. He's like they're they're ruining her, and we. Kind of went back and forth with that a little. How are but you ruining a character who's one only? This was, I swear to God, this was still I'm an agoraphobe, anxious. It was person. still in Joshua Williamson stuff, and it, the thing didn't sense. have any any sort of direction no or anything going on. I just think he what he was afraid of, and I'm I'm speaking for him. I really shouldn't, but I will, Eric, because I do stuff that being right. an asshole. I think that what he may have thought was you're going to end up like we always say uh, things. You, you throw something out there in a shitty way, 
it gets canceled and then you blame the wrong thing. So I think that he was worried that this book would be like, well, Jessica can't carry a book or Jessica. Nobody likes Jessica Cruz Green Lantern when it wasn't Jessica. That was the problem. It was the shitty book. I think that that was his whole concern because of the whole deal of Jessica being a pretty cool Green Lantern. I like her and I thought the Omega Mama, well, I can go on and on. We could repeat this ad nauseum. The idea that it gave her something more. It gave her a little leg up on the competition here to have her in a book where, hey, which Green Lantern should we have? Like, oh, wait, do we want the Guy Garner? Because all he is is an asshole, right? But then you have Omega Mama. All right, go in. And then especially if, like this points out, we might get back eventually to a big dark side story. Then she'd really be in. But... After all that, Eric, what would you give this? 6.5 out of 10. The thing about this whole thing is I really enjoyed the art in this, and I enjoyed these characters and the, the pretty much the journey we've gone on with JLO. But by the at the end of the day, I'm very disappointed that we have nothing yeah. to really say that this happened, and this is a re- something that we could take away from this whole thing because, like I said in my blurb, all the toys are just put back in their toy box for someone else to play with in pristine condition, and we can't have – it's the problem with DC Comics for the most part. Whenever you have things like this – there is never any progression nope. to the character. And when you actually do have that, oh, we have to strip that away because somebody else might not want to play with that later on. You just need the basic concept of the character. And it's infuriating because why do that to something? Why keep it this whole two-dimensional thing that nobody it's cares really about? It's really become that. And, and you know – I could even go down to a six. That's out of what 10 I'm going. I'm going really, six out of ten. I really enjoy the art in this, okay. and I love the characters. I've had a fun ride with this, but it was a very big letdown for Is a finale. Is it me that the idea? I do like the art, but I didn't like a lot of the angles, Eric. I didn't like that because I started getting confused of the characters. No, you didn't like no, the cinematographer. No, I'm saying the cinematographer at points was not giving me a good progression of which I was the older, newer, and I got a little confused at points. But I came about by no, the end, wrong. so I'm going to go six out of ten, but. With all that, what I was saying and what you said, you end up having these series where you have to have something matter. You know, you have to have where you get a book, things happen, and Han Solo shows up 30 years and says, it's all true. It'll happen. That's what I need. Uh, But you don't get that. And so what you end up doing is always letting the next team have a clean slate instead of a progression where if they want to deal with that, they can. If they don't, they're going to have to figure a way out or just go. Then we're going to hire a new writing team because this is what the and, status and quo is. Fuck that, off. It, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to well, do, right? With that, it's like one of those books where you have a crazy team here. The Justly Odyssey crazy team. That's what it will ever, if anybody remembers it, they'll remember it for. They will And But then by the end, you're really told by everyone, DC, Dan Amden, all these, with the idea of, well, they weren't really that important as a team. We need to get them back to where they were, square they were one. And because of that, you got to reset everything. So it makes it like, well, why the hell? did you have this you know and we liked it and it's just a shame but six out of ten and we're gonna go off now we'll be back in a couple minutes eric well he stares into the mirror moosing up his hair blows kisses to himself and he really thinks that tear is tear well that's just every shake looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well, that's just every shape 
And Eric Shea is here to talk to me and you about some books here. Eric, we have two books left. Uh, they're not going to be our books of the week, or are they? I don't know. It, it, it's possible, but I know the last one won't. We saved the best for last, but Obviously. what are we doing first? Hawkman number 28, written by Diddy, with art by Fernando Passman, Eau Claire Albert, Wade Von Graalbadger, Jeremy Cox, and Rob Lee. Hawkman needs to face his fears now that he only has one life to live, but from out of the past comes a surprise as Anton Haster, the first villain that Golden Age Hawkman ever faced, has somehow survived his first encounter with Carter Hall and intends on making the winged warrior pay, since he is the reincarnation slash descendant taken over by Half-Set. Maybe Carter's got to rethink his game plan, though, because after Anton threatens Shira, Carter goes all no fear on Anton and allows the villain to plunge an nth metal dagger into him. That'll show him, Hawkman. Yeah, no fear, Eric. You remember that? Remember that? You got I that? always remember that. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, this this is odd because you are call, you're doing callbacks. You end up having what you Diddy. you don't explain them. Well, that's the thing. Diddy loves the callbacks, and that's what a lot of people who love Hawkman love about this run, that he seems to be very in tune with you know the past and at least did some homework. The things maybe he forgot that not everybody has read Hawkman. Hawkman well, is not like, a really Hey, everybody, deal. have you read the Golden Age Hawkman? Hawkman that first appeared in Flash Comics number one as a backup where we introduced Carter Hall and Anton Haster and the nth metal aspect to a freaking Prince Khufu and Hasset. I'm like, no, no, because <laughs> Some in people that issue, Hawkman kills him with a crossbow. And, and this whole thing where like Anton Hastor is back and he has gone to the J- JSA Brownstone and stolen the nth metal dagger to try to find where Hawkman is. The biggest problem in this whole thing that Hawkman is having nightmares about when Hathset first killed Prince Khufu and the idea that all that brought him here, this whole idea of the Golden Age Hawkman. He goes out to his safe and realizes the nth metal dagger is missing. But the biggest problem to me is Hastet's, I mean, like Anton Haster has stolen this from the JSA. He could have just walked down the hall and, and killed how did Hawkman he do in the sleep. I, I would have I liked know. to have seen a little more of that with how that. How did he survive the crossbow? Well, it's not explained here. I know. Uh, what I really thought was a little off here was the idea that, yeah, we're, we're in the past. We have the JSA, all that, but it's. The only thing that really points to that is walking through, you know, a little museum type yeah. deal at the, the, you know, the mansion going and looking in. And I wanted a little more of that time frame. I wanted a little more that, you know, if you're going to do this, maybe grab one of the characters that you had in the JSA to go with them. Do something and have some the fun. This is the penultimate issue. We have one thing left. And for some reason, we're bringing back this idea of, you know, you want to have the Golden Age era because we've decided this is what we're going to do for Hawkman. It's fine. I enjoy this aspect to it. But to redo this whole thing without really calling out, you know, the Golden Age Hawkman and what made him who he is and who his no. villains were, this time period, we're just going off now to like, Carter, you you are afraid to be of living because you are so afraid of and death it, it, right it's, now. It's you so cannot be stressed. the Hawkman right now. You need to go and do something to get over this. Oh, but Hasset, or I keep going to do this. Anton yeah, Haster, he's still in the nth metal dagger, but you have an nth metal mace. Use the psychic connection to fi- find out where he is. And as he's doing this, Anton Haster's doing the same thing. And then they realize, oh man, we've made a connection. We better go onto a train where we're going to find Anton Haster and he's going to use freaking Anubis's powers to reanimate the dead people that he's killed on this train and just have a big old all out zombie battle. Like, this is such a strange progression for the yeah, story. Yeah, and it's, there's not really much to it. I mean, we say this a lot where you're going to get these wow moments. You're going to get these things. And in my mind, a lot of times with this book, what our man Diddy says, what Diddy has done is – 
he hasn't messed up enough for people to hate it. But for me, being somebody who wants to love Hawkman, he hasn't done enough for me to get involved. Uh, you know, I sit there and read this. And if you're a big fan and you want a Hawkman book, you're going to like this. But you end up where I don't think that it's anything that's like, oh, man, I have to learn more about that. But then when you hit the JSA with this whole deal as we're ending it, now I'm interested because now there's a lot of characters that I do like and don't know a lot about. I'm not a huge JSA scholar, but I I want to see more of it. And I'm telling you, after they get out, even with the museum, that that you don't really even get a time frame in this except for a couple lines. You go to a train. I don't think anybody's going to sit there and go, oh, my God, look, that's the 1940s. No, no, we have trains now. And it doesn't even look like that much of an old timey type deal. So you're just getting away from what I wanted to see and what I was going to be excited about to get me to like, you know, the Hawkman and stuff like this. And yeah, you're, you're spelling out something from a first appearance that isn't yeah. explained. And then really it is Shire like, hey, look at you. You're too afraid to live because you're afraid to die. And he, oh, you know what? You know, don't put your fears on us. Yeah. And then you have Carter's like, well, what? you know, you I like this forever? life. I yeah, like this kinda. life and I like to live with you. I just don't want to die. Yeah, but that's not what you're about. You used to not be scaredy cat, you jerk. And she shames him into this it's through and through. He ends up, I had this nightmare you kind of have to shame him into this because you need the freaking savage Hawkman, not the afraid Hawkman. Yeah, I think this is the shamed Hawkman it is what you end up getting. And pretty much the I'm going to, you know, pretty much bully Hawkman, Hawkwoman. You, you have her there just like, I used to like you. What I'm telling you, it gets so over the top that I expected her to start yelling about his performance in the sack. I, I didn't know what was like. The Carter I arrived in this time with isn't the Carter standing before me, focused on what he may lose, not what he'll gain. Wanting to live forever can lead down a dark path. You know this. I'm like, yeah. I, I guess yeah. the idea that you're going to bring up the Sky Tyrant and what he wanted to do, but no, the idea is right now, he wants to be with you. He finally has a chance without a curse. Because the whole thing with the Hawkman curse was whenever they would find each other and declare their love for one another, they both would die. It's been the bane of their existence for thousands of years through time and space. So who knows, like millennia at this point. Yeah. And oh, which is, but no, but millions of years at this You're point, for however times I am. But the thing is, Carter Hall finally has what he wants with this one life to live. He can love Shire Hall and they can be together. But now this whole thing where we're like, well, I guess we got to go find Anton because you know what, Shire? He's hunting us. I'm sitting there. They even say he's hunting us. I'm like, he was in the building with you. He ain't yeah. hunting you that hard. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and all I can think of when I'm looking at, I'm looking at the explosion painting picture in the background. I'm like, you got some weird shit there. But even with that, you have this idea. Well, your nth metal that you have in the mace. Cause she's like, take this jerk. Like, I'm telling you, she is doing this where I've had times where Tanya, pick up your mace. Tanya and be will a tell man. me, yeah, Tanya will say to me like, Oh, you're, you're so emotional. Now you used to not be like that. When we first met, I'm like, I, I'm sorry that I fell in love with you. And, and I don't want to lose you. You know, it, but that's the craziest thing that I do. And then I, she's like, yeah, you don't forget this shit. Carter's not going to forget this. Like the shit that she's saying. But anybody who's going to be a fan of this will only brush it off as she has to do what she got to do to get him inspired. Oh, man, look at her. She's, she's stepping up. But really all you do then is, hey, we're going to track 
the the knife by the mace because of the nth metal connection. But in the meantime, Anton's doing the same exact thing. He's on his way, but then does he not see? I guess you're not doing the ritual then, because they can leave because he doesn't realize. But then seems like he has set it up. I don't know what's going on. Only to lead to a zombie fight on a train, which should be an awesome set piece, but it doesn't really mean it anything. Looks all right. The thing is, it doesn't mean anything, but it's our the action segment to this whole thing. The one guy is going after the mace of Hawkwoman like it's a chicken wing. It looks like you're at a buffet there. It's trying to eat the mace. I'm like, what is going on? You don't here? tell reanimated people how to live their Damn life. Right. I, I guess that this zombie doesn't eat brains. It eats nth metal. I don't know, but it's going after the mace or just metal. And uh, yeah, you have all this going down, but again, it's just a fight. I, Hawkwoman gets the most of the action. She steps it up. She kicks her leg through a zombie, all these things. And it's She's so again, badass. Yeah, and, and again, you, you almost have, and I'll give old Diddy, Eric, one last time. I'll give him credit because usually you'll go through seven pages of why you can kill these people and you kind of get right to it where they're like, yeah, they're zombies. Oh, they're, they're I'm going to kill them. But even so, them. you will end up with these other comics. I, I hate it with the. Do you think we can turn them back? I don't know. Well, then we can't so you're kill about them. Deceased? Everything. Uh, yeah. So it, you have this at one point, they're getting kicked out of the train, you know, the, and the art's great. Uh, but yeah, at the end. Or even when you have Hawkman on the train, because Shire ends up getting knocked out of the train, taking on all these zombies. So she's out of the picture for the most part, no just doing ticket. her own thing. Well, exactly. While Hawkman is going against Anton, but it's like being overrun by these zombies at this point. And even the, the coolest thing is like they have him down pretty much just on a freaking, you know, a pedestal for Anton to do whatever he wants. And when he activates his waves to come out and just flings them all over, knocking people out of the train into the ceiling, I'm like, this is such a badass moment. This is why my score is going to be so high because I am very upset with the setup to this issue and what we're dealing with with this new status quo for Hawkman. But you do get a lot out of this whole fight. You get some action. Where you get Hawkman becoming the Savage Hawkman again by the end of this when Anton goes and threatens the life of Shiera or just even more things on top of this, you know, what he wants to do with Shiera. You get him to the point where he is not afraid anymore, but yeah. do not show you're not afraid by allowing the villain to take the dagger he wants to stab you with and let him stab you. Well, I'm like, I know it's a badass yeah. move. Like, oh, yeah, you think you got something? I'm like, Ugh, take that. I'm like... No, no, just don't do no fear. Don't do no pain. No just fear. take him out, Hawkman. My favorite two things are when Shara kicks out some zombies and yells, you should have trained more, right? That was good. I like that one. And then at the end, when you end up having Carter get stabbed where he's there and he's like, who's afraid now, bitch? I love that part, Eric. It was awesome. There wasn't those parts, but no. you end up where I think that he, he's been shamed so much. He's, he's pressed against the wall and he, literally. He is, and he doesn't know what to do because if he does act in a way that he looks scared, he, he's going to lose his lady, Eric, and well, she's already shamed is, him. I imagine this whole point. He is ready for everything to be over, but when Shire finally gets back on the train and yells for me, he was like, oh, she's watching now? Shit, all right, stab me a little bit here. Uh, I'm not That's afraid. What I thought. It's all a show. Oh, I'm <laughs> telling you all this because, again – I admit it all the time. Hawkman isn't my thing. I do read it. We have it on the podcast. I'm trying to enjoy it with you. But when I get involved, this is where a lot of people think like the, you know, focus ADHD, that sort of thing is that I'm looking around at, you know, shiny objects or stuff. No, it's when I'm reading That's stuff like think. this, I end up making up stories like Anton. He was the first hipster is what I was thinking there. And then I just make up train based 
action movie lines that I wish were in there, right? You know, that that sort of thing. Something about a caboose. That doesn't track. I don't know enough about trains. Oh, there you go. Right. You get that. Hey, you're going to get me all steamed engined up. They they don't all work, Eric. They're not all solid gold, but I tried. There you go. Hey, anybody think it's coal in here? And then they shove them into the coal and burn them. You should have done that at least. You should have had that set piece, right? You get into the steam engine going on. (laughs) I'm sitting here trying to come up with something. I really don't know enough about trains to make puns on this. Well, I could come up with some so like, others. Something about a conductor. A conductor. I don't know. Actually, what you do is you end up getting one of the zombies and you shove his head into a electrical box. He gets electrocuted. Hey, what happened? He was a conductor, right? This works really good, Eric. I'm so good at this. Oh, my. This book always is one of the shortest reviews we ever do. There's not much else to say well, about it. That's the thing it. is, this whole thing, I was stuck on when I'm reading this because you get a great action scene, but I'm stuck on the idea of where the dagger went, him stealing it, and now he's on a train back to where they were at pre- like previously at the JSA Brownstone. He's heading east. He's heading towards this mic. Okay. Did he did he magically summon this dagger? Where did the dagger come? Like, in my mind, he had to come in here like a cat burglar, well, go into your safe, steal this, and sneak out, go west, and then realize, oh my god, Hawkman, JJ Hipster. There, I actually, what I thought, it's weird. I actually thought that my progression and kind of from a dialogue, and, and I'm not joking here. Like, I really am not. I thought that he went and stole it. He went there, and then he ended up getting visions from half set, all that stuff of Carter then being there. I don't think he actually realized he was there at the time, and also that he is mortal now and he can go back. Because at this That's point, actually though, what I got we from have- some of the dialogue a little. Because this is Anton Hatzer, though, he has already gone up against Carter Hall. Carter killed him, but for some reason he's back here and all we have like, well, I guess, you know, a high priest of Anubis has a way of coming back sometimes. It's really all we ever get of the idea of why Anton Hatzer's still alive, but I don't understand the progression to get us up. I'm telling you, the train, the whole zombie fight, it's a really cool set piece. I love the art in this issue, but overall, the setup to get us to where we are here, I'm like... I don't get it. Yeah, I just I just got the idea. He went there, guide me, great God, show me my quarry. I don't think that he knew Carter was there. And this is one of those y- – you do have a weird progression because of him being dead and, you know, continuities and stuff. But I do like when he jumps up, reveal yourself. He thinks that he's there. Ah! He, like, jumps out of – you know, it's, it's like Bloody Mary or something. All of something. a sudden they're having the freaking – the new trilogy of Star Wars, like Jedi mind trick. Damn where they're right. both there at the same time within your mind. Yeah, it's what it was. All of a sudden grain spilling all over the place. That's how you get rid of your trash in the Star Wars universe now. You end up going mind melt, boom, trash. Uh, yeah, so I think that that was the setup. There's not much setup. I mean, and I don't think you're supposed to think it out, Eric. You're supposed to think he somehow got the dagger. Had ultimate and then issue. he realized this because I think that there might have been Which bigger stories. Which is a cool idea. The idea that we have one life to live and we have a guy here who has been cursed one with life Carter and Shire since the Egyptian era. We have this whole thing where they, this is his constant enemy. The thing that he, like, he first had to face when he first realized yep. who he was when he grabbed this nth metal dagger back in the original Hawkman backup in the Flash comics. These are cool aspects. Even the idea like, you know, like uh, Anton Hasser is like just finding out like, oh my God, you somehow broke the curse. Well, this means I could finally end you and do no. like, these are all cool aspects. Just don't know how we got here or I why know. we're not doing enough to really tie it into this golden age to spell things out for people who might I just, not know. I just wanted more golden age. That's all I wanted. I wanted a little more, even if they're there eating breakfast together and you get a couple well, maybe funny after future things. state, we'll get some past state where all of a sudden it's a jazz Bay book and come around. What you're saying is you want two G 
maybe. Or maybe it's just still one G. One G. Uh, yeah, you get one G. That's like me and my rap group. I was the only G in my rap group. The others were stupid, Eric. That's what I say. I was Spoon James. You weren't in I was Spoon James. Uh, but yeah, overall, I like the art. The story is just kind of what you get. This is one of those books that I say yeah, all the time. Great. If you have been reading it and you like it, you're still going to like it. It just ends up being like that for a lot of books like this. But uh, me personally, I'm giving it a 6.5. What would you give it? I'd give it a 6.5 as okay. well. This whole thing is, like I said, the art's greatness, the action, and the whole set piece to yeah. the action is amazing. The setup and the background to the characters is just not there, and it's very disappointing, especially for us coming to the end of the series. I don't know why. I Just out of nowhere, I thought it was going to start being like a fun book uh, with the JSA, and let's get a little oh, more no, JSA. it's a shame book. It's like, it why is. aren't you a man, it, Carter It ends Hall. up just being a mirror into my own life. I don't need that. I told you before, a lot of people read- What are you, afraid? Man, yeah, really. A lot of people read comics to, you know- mirror their life i read them too like they want to be the heroes i don't want to i don't need that work i'm a lazy man i like to see them be better than me i'm an asshole i don't need them to be like me but i'm just like superman this week every day of my life so i don't want that in the book because i'm just going around young people i'm opening my mind for psychic contact talk to me yeah i just thought wonder woman number 764 is our last book eric you've been waiting for it i told you at the beginning of the week that it ain't good and i again i think that you might have thought that i was over exaggerating you thought no, that I read maybe the last arc yeah that's true that is true uh but it's written by mariko tamaki art by steve pia ramallo fajardo jr and pepper so mariko tamaki continues making wonder woman a small book this week with a cool down story because you know after liar liar we needed a cool down oh my diana maxwell i won't ever call him max head down to miami and we get a running gag without any reference to make it any bit funny some tech that is never explained to maxwell lord who may be gunning for the next big prank show he's gonna be the next ashton kutcher he is uh, meanwhile i still can't get a grip on what tamaki's wonder woman is all about but i think this book is all about getting me angry it is the basically thing what it about is maxwell lord here it's such a weird thing because for the most part until liar liars whispers in his ear last issue saying i know what you saw when you like when the source wall broke and yep. you saw that wonder woman killed you in another timeline until that point it seemed like maxwell lord for the most part was on the up and up he had reformed in prison and wanted to be a better person wanted to work with argus and go forward and do yep. these good things especially now that he knows that some of his tech was out like somehow his daughter got a hold of this turned it into a phone app and bad shit happened he wanted it, but for some reason, liar, liar, whispering this to him. Now he is just the biggest piece of shit that's just allowed out and about who was ruining people's lives. And I don't understand why. And with that, you never did set up that he saw it when the source wall went down, but she saw it and said, well, you're my father and get this. Not everybody gets to see their father's craziness in the past, but I did. I saw this and said it as if, why don't you acknowledge this fact that it happened? Now, maybe he ends up, we get it revealed that he ended up uh, having some tech that he wiped his own mind of that so that he could be good. I don't know. But even yeah. with that, you don't have a Maxwell Lord that's necessarily you know, mean to Wonder Woman. They just have this back and forth that all these other reviewers think is you know, solid gold. Um, but you have a Maxwell Lord coming out of a story where, okay, we've been waiting all this time since Mariko Tamaki came on this book to find out what he would think about if he knows or remembers that Wonder Woman in a different continuity snapped his neck. We're not going to get that. What we're going to get is a weird deal. And Maxwell Lord is not the main character. Wonder Woman's the main character. So 
it's weird because I start thinking that there is a editorial edict or Mariko Tamaki is worried that people will forget Maxwell Lord's power set because he's not going to do bad things yet, but she still wants to remind you he can mind control and it's the most inane, stupid stuff that he ends up doing that are just pranks a and A bridal punks. shower or the day before a wedding, he makes a wife just a picture. Every time she pictures her future husband, he's always going to be in socks and sandals. Oh, oh my! And they, oh man, that's a terrible look. Uh, evening, ladies. And he goes like, he. <laughs> and what are you doing? Y- you are making this character a joke. You're using jokes, but you're making them a joke. And I think that it's only supposed. Mariko Tamaki thinks this is a subtle way for us to remember his powers, but also remember he ain't good. There's better ways to do that. Also, if that's going to be the big reveal in an issue or two. You're you're showing your cards. Now, if it ends up being that he ends up saving the day, he's a good guy, all that, you still made him a piece of shit here. Because he's, not, he's, he's a piece a, of he's shit. He's not a good guy. No. He is just a piece of shit through and through and in this whole please. thing. He was, seems to just be working with Etta Candy and not like and for some reason very concerned of why Wonder Woman would be working with him, even though that's all it's she's all done since up. he got out of prison. And that's this issue shows up here as if they have never known, and this is where they were shoved together. Why to would go off. Etta Candy have you like you know come with me, babysit you me on a routine last thing? I'm like, last oh, issue ended with a cliffhanger about? saying off to Miami. You you set it up. It's stupid, and then you end up no, having no. this so idea. The, the, that, that's not stupid. I'm the idea that a running gag of this entire issue is for some reason everybody in Miami thinks that Maxwell Lord looks like Darren Hondor Darren from the show Hondor. Miami Bust. Yep. So the idea that everybody is just looking at Maxwell Lord thinking that he is a TV star that we have no further no, reference this is my for big and problem. nothing. And everybody thought this was hilarious. I'm like, do you understand that you're telling a joke without any reference whatsoever? You have him in a white coat and a pink pastel shirt. Now I'm getting the joke. Now you're Don Johnson in the DCU. No, no, no. He's just walking around in different clothes. And oh my God, you look like Darren Hunter. I'm like, that's not funny. It's not set over up. And over and over again. It's not set up and so you have this also just here's a little aside because this this issue infuriated me hey wonder woman why are you dressed like that we were supposed to blend in i am it's not a dress code in miami it's a state of mind i am blending in even though everybody who passes her is looking and gawking they She's know. in Amazon, Amazonian robes, essentially, yeah. for this whole thing. And They're I'm like, this is such stopping. a weird decision. You have people driving by. Well, it doesn't help by. that she's like six foot five. Yeah, people are driving by. That one, I don't know what the look in that one car. But they're, everybody's gawking as if they're like, oh, my God, there's Wonder Woman. We're blending in here. And then says, here's the progression. And this is where I warned you. I warned a lot of other people, everybody on the podcast, that I – I'm a big X-23 fan, Laura, Gabby, over at Marvel. Mariko Tamaki took over at Fresh Start, and, and the book was nothing. You ended up doing nothing with dialogue that goes nowhere. Here it is. Last night, he's like, oh, Miami isn't a dress code, Maxwell. It's a state of mind. Last night, I looked up hot spots in the city. You research tourist attractions. I enjoy a tourist attraction. That is not strange. Let's focus on what we need to do next. What are you but talking about? You just about? brought up freaking things we can go look at on our downtime for whatever reason. Now, as soon as I bring that up, you're like, let's get back to work, Maxwell. I, yeah, I, I don't get it. She's like, I looked up tourist attractions. The idea get- is our contact is offering to exchange stolen tech we believe was involved in attacks on a string of military bases in exchange for political asylum. 
And he's like, my tech. So all of a sudden we saw that Liar Liar had some of, you know, yeah. Lord Tech before that she did this whole thing. Now it's just out and about. Everybody has Maxwell Lord Tech. For some reason, this includes big old robots that come out of the sky, well, the, sky the ocean, yeah. that will just detect our, our contact that we're trying to find on the beach, which becomes a joke of trying to find this contact because he's a scientist who has a yellow, uh, white and white blue, and blue towel. towel. But the hotel, they give out white and blue towels. So everybody has a white and blue towel. We're trying to find it's, who it looks wastes like a time. scientist. It wastes time. It pads everything it's out. Nothing. So when we finally when we finally get to the scientist, he just looks like a big bag of He's shit. He's a scumbum. Immediately, it's like, ha I'm not going to exchange nothing with you. I'm going to push my phone here and activate robots. Another, another phone app. And with that, when they're going down to Miami, right? There's like, oh, we're going to get this guy. He's going to exchange tech that's been this. Why don't they know more about the tech? You're spelling this out. Where Maxwell Lord, if you said, oh, it's this tech that you did. Now we see that it's not necessarily that, that this guy has rigged it. He's gone and hacked it. He's done more things. We don't know anything about it. It's never set up. The, the idea that you don't even get to be like, well, these water monsters attack these military bases. You don't even bring it up. It's just attacks, a string of attacks at military bases. I just don't know why bases. this guy decides out of nowhere. So I, I've got this this tech and I have these robots that do my very bidding on every bidding on this Nothing phone app so. that I have here. But now I'm going to go and talk to the military and tell them. Look, I have some of this. I'm going to have you come over here and meet me. I'll exchange this for political assignment, so asylum. And when they show up, well, it turns out I want to be in the freelance superhero killing game. So now I have set you up to come here to be attacked by freaking robots. And thank God they sent Wonder Woman because if they didn't send a superhero here, I don't know what this guy would have yeah, done. Yeah, somebody with superpowers. Yeah. You, you were fine. You attacked all these military bases and got away with it. Why would you just put yourself out in the open for everyone to see here mm. and everybody to know that you are the person with this tech and all these other things? Like you have gone out of your way to screw yourself and put yourself on everybody's radar. You think that you're going to become rich and famous for being a superhero killer, but maybe have some kind of like, you know, Game plan before this where you send these robots out before you expose yourself and see if you can kill a superhero before you actually go and do this this time because you're pretty much done from the get-go with this whole issue. Yeah, and this guy presses a button and the cybernetic and, – and you would like to think that it is water around them, but when they get punched, there's no water there. It ends up just being tech flying it seems, but even so – what did they? What happened during these military base attacks? Were they in the middle of America? And then he could use, is he an elemental thing that goes? And then out of nowhere, oh, are- a woman behind Maxwell Lord and this guy, all of a sudden she becomes tech, grabs him. And this progression is she grabs. That's the thing is, this entire thing, when these robots come out of the water, you essentially have these translucent blue cyborg skeleton we, monsters yeah. coming out here. But like, th- this is a look. We see what these robots look like. But when you have that one attack Maxwell Lord and it's just a woman who is turning into a cyborg i'm like yeah i don't know it looks like is that somebody what is this tech that you created is that somebody who you can turn somebody just a normal person into this and this is the thing he puts his gun up because wonder woman goes to you know i'm gonna go get all these people safe i'm gonna attack these robots or whatever the hell they are uh you watch this guy and he pulls his gun scientist slob secured now all along he's been telling people and they continuing where he tells a bellhop he's a scumbag but yet here he can't use his powers to tell the guy to just stand there but he does in a minute but this this other robot lady she all of a sudden comes into the scene grabs maxwell lord's hand he says that stings what does she do then 
She doesn't do anything. She just stands with him as he then mind controls the slob scientist. And and the thing is, just to reveal more about the slob scientist, in my mind, is not controlling these people like remotely through his phone. Like like he has to control them right there, or telepathically, or anything like this. So when he actually says, "Why don't you tell me more about this freelance business that's working so well for you at this point?" Why does this cyborg lady she stop stops, attacking Maxwell but Lord? But the others don't stop attacking no. Wonder Woman. This makes no sense. No sense at all. Just a, that stings and then now she this stops. Is, this, is my, this is my favorite part of the story, though, because it will show you – and it's, there's not much to like no. about this. I am trying to find something. That there's my a favorite megalodon part shark? Is that, what is that No, no. Oh, my God. I'm All of a sudden, Wonder Woman's freaking Aquaman freaking whistling for a megalodon shark to show up I'm like as backup. But – there's precedent for that, yeah, there for, is. you know, Amazonians doing, but it just feels out so of out of place here. But this whole thing where Maxwell Lord, he's like, all right, tell me more about this business. Like he is underhandedly out in the yep. open here, trying to find a way to be a bad guy again, using his own tech that's been stolen. But just, that and the fact that when he's done with this, he walks casually through the beach, like a badass to shooting these robots in the face with a gun. I'm like, he does look like a badass. This is the only part of the, about the book yeah. I like because then a megalodon just shows she up after Wonder Woman whistles and, again, and takes out the rest of these robots. So you don't set up what the tech is. You don't set up how it's been altered to get to this place that they kind of seem to allude to because then Maxwell Lord says, it's my tech. Let me, you know, show me how you did this, where really all he does is get his phone. Uh, then he goes and then you end up having it all wiped away by whistle mega shark done and then you end up having maxwell so that's what you do you get a big angry Mega fish. shark versus robots yeah, that's all you get and then you end up you know scientists secured whatever robots your fish friend didn't digest have been picked up on the beach uh, or puked up on the beach which i'm assuming isn't our problem and they leave they're like yep let's go and then you have somebody hey are you hondor ah he's, he's flipping out i'm like what is going on in this issue? N- nothing. That's what nothing is explained at all. And then every issue we've had is Wonder Woman. Huh. Wonder if I should start trusting that Maxwell Lord. He doesn't seem on the up and up because he even at one Max point. Lord, he, I don't trust. And this is like the best part is she's out boogie boarding in the ocean by herself just sitting there looking at the sunset. Max Lord, I don't trust you. Goddess, help me. I don't. Yeah. What do I do? The end. Yeah, the end. And with- As we see that Maxwell Lord has somebody looking in on his daughter yeah. of wherever they Again, have her Again, that doesn't progress up. anything because we left her there. Is this just yeah. to show you that he's caring or he's going to use her? Who knows? Because she is coming back in December. She's coming back But in December, even then, yeah. you end up having him. He's smoking a cigar. The bellhop comes, maybe delivers some food, and then he's like, say it. I'm a scum. What? And, and even before, yeah. you end up having a lady. No, touch oh, my it. God. You're Hondor. You're Hondor. Oh, Max Lord. You're the ends worst. Ends up saying this lady and mind controlling her in front of Diana. You aren't going to be as enthusiastic about things anymore. Maxwell. All right. I'm going to mind control her. Go back to your Go stupid away. life is what and he forget says. Forget about this. Go back to your stupid life. She's going to commit suicide. She's going to think she's Go got a it. stupid life now. It, none of this is anything. You have Maxwell Lord who's just going around punking people because you have to remember that he does it. And Wonder Woman, who at the end still hasn't gotten the idea of, well, Maxwell might not be on the up and up all the time. She's done it every issue. 
She had the lasso around him at one point. Like you said, he seemed like he was trying to fight this reputation, fight back to, hey, and I want to be like a, good a cool guy. idea. And then you even have a cool idea where, yes, his tech is stolen. This is the proper or, you know, a really cool setup to have him and Wonder Woman team up where they have to go get tech. And yes, you will maybe run into some tech that's a little shady. So you can have Wonder Woman say, the fuck were you coming up with this, Max? So he's like, yeah, it's a crazy times when I came up with that one. But in the meantime, they're stopping it. But instead, you have no setup. Nobody knows. He says, is it my tech that ended up being these attacks on the military base? Possibly. Why, why don't you go and look through his tech and ask him? Because then you might be able to go with something in hand that you could use against it. Instead, you whistle for a shark. Stupid. It, it's just On ridiculous. top of that, getting to this whole thing, when we first get to the beach and we're trying to find our scientist contact, oh man, everybody has blue and white towels. Who who looks like a scientist? We better split up and look around where she goes to an old lady who's yelling about black. For some reason, Wonder Woman, you know, <laughs> being a beloved superhero, she then goes to two evil twins standing there holding hands with a robot and a horsey t-shirt. I'm like... And even Maxwell Lord's like, oh, come on. It's like completely plausible, Maxwell. I'm like, all right, so Wonder Woman's an idiot in this book. Yep, robot and horsey shirts say of them. That's, that's pretty evil, right? You got Wednesday there. You can, it's just – Is it Wednesday? Uh, I'm like, what, is, what, is these, what are these it's twins? It's just supposed to be like the Exorcist slash Wednesday slash just goth. I don't know. I, it's not and the, what are these T-shirts? Robot and horsey. And, oh, come on. It's completely plausible. You go through three pages, three pages of this to finally find the guy who has, you know, a, a Hawaiian shirt Woman. on. And, you know, he's a big fat guy. He's going to go on Twitter right now. Hashtag Wonder Woman deserves better. Yeah, that's what I said in my, nobody else seems to think so. They love it. I give it a 3.5. I, I just. And I'm right there with you with a 3.5. The art's, the art's fine for the, the most part. Fine. But with this story, you don't get any background of why any of this art matters or like. Story just takes Mariko everything Tamaki down is so one much. Eisner. What is this? Oh, they hand those out like no, fucking candy. No, this is like she won a Harvey. I mean, really, a Harvey, Eric. This also is just like something that felt like a digital first. Like everything, every either this and the Flash this yeah, week both felt like digital people, first stories. Either the editors and the heads are saying, "Listen, don't get too you know into this. You know, you don't have to try." The heads are saying this. What's the bottom? They're saying, saying the same thing. I like, hey, everybody, let's sabotage this shit so that we'll accept the future state stuff when it comes. You know what? There's conspiracy theories everywhere that might be, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll lose a little here, but we'll gain later because I still be, I want these same books to continue. I'm like, really? Like, this is just, it just is nothing. I desperately need change and I need it fast. I'm sitting here like. Thank God for Future State because that just allows me to know that for two months, people at DC are going to be working towards something bigger and better, hopefully, because we're going to be taking these two months off to deal with this contained yeah, story and what that you're will not saying, matter in I the want end. to point out because I know what you're saying. You're saying that the people who aren't dealing with the whole Future yeah. State are off on the side getting ready for what's next. I think that you have people think that you meant the people doing the Future State, but I hope that's good as well. Uh, but yeah, we had oh, no, this no, before. The thing is, I look forward to Future State because I'm all for something new and different, especially when it, like, it is this contained kind of idea that won't be our status quo but coming out of yeah. that after death yeah. metal after endless winter going into this it really does feel
feel like a like a slightly different version than when we went into the new fifty two when DC was putting out for that month beforehand the retroactive ca- yeah. character like the issues like heroes from the past the seventies the eighties and all this other stuff. This is a reverse where now it's in the future instead of the past, and we have this contained storyline to get ready for the next big event or well, not event but status quo of well, DC and Comics. If you want to go with that too, because we also had that in the and end of the DCYOU even past convergence, we ended up having where a bunch of people were getting pulled off books. You know, when we ended up oh, having yeah. the whole, like Grayson is the one I, I bring up. You ended up having Tim Seeley and Tom King months before they get pulled off to get ready. They do do this. They want people to get ready for these big things. And I think that what they're doing this time and what I hope and what I could, you know, hang my hat and hope on is that this is a little bit ahead of time than we usually get. But I think that maybe it's because they realize they have to make this work this time. This is at a point where, you know, we're at DEFCOM 800. If things do not work out in this next deal. Is that the worst? No, 801. I don't even remember the no, number saying, I said. Like, isn't DEFCOM 1 like the worst I thing possible? I thought it was like DEFCOM 4. I don't know. I thought we started at 5 and then moved back. No, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, though. Know. Like I said before, I don't know. If I'm saying shit has gone bad. Work. It's what I'm saying. The doomsday clock is at a second to 12 and they need to make this work. So maybe it's one of those. Well, usually we take two months ahead. We're going to take a lot because we want to get the right people on the right books. Maybe you're even getting I'd love to know the ins and outs, which we'll never know. But I'd love to think that maybe they're actually going to make people work to get a book. They're not just going to say, hey, you like the Batmans? Yeah, maybe they'll make them write an arc and see if it's okay and then throw it in the trash if it isn't or say, yeah, we'll use that digital first later. We'll repurpose that. But I like, I want them to get it right. So if you end up having, you know, this whole future state as a two month period where yes. And then when you do come back, it feels like you're really coming back. It's not just one week to the next. It's two months. Boom. New creative teams, different, you know, storyline. I just, I need something because some of this stuff has gotten to the point where it's generic. It's generic as hell. We've had too many books that we say, this could have been one of those digital first. This is generic. This and when is it's that. not generic, it's just stupid. You don't need that stupid. either. Stupid. Yes, you know, I just, I want something. So I'm looking forward to the future state, it seems. And, and really, overall, the idea of 5G, you ended up saying it's not going to last forever. When the original one, if it would have yeah. been announced originally, if they would have had the, the wherewithal to say, Okay, let's do it as an event two months. I think that it wouldn't have been shit on as much. Uh, But because that's already out there and then you announce future state, people are losing their mind without even reading like, oh, here it is. Eh, I I don't like this. I'm I'm leaving. I'm like, really? But I'm looking forward to get something new, maybe something exciting, hopefully. Exactly. And the idea of you and I just going through the book saying who's going to review what and then going through it, that's just fun for us. But knowing that we're going to be dealing with something exclusive at this point, I just hope it turns out more than better than Future's End, where when Future's End was going on, you had essentially the same idea as far as I'm concerned. But you had all these different, like there's a bunch of bat books, a bunch of super books, all this stuff. None of the writers had a destination that they all worked out. Everybody was just told to go and do your own thing. And they just, the continuity, their its own thing did not even make sense between different books like yeah, this. And so I hope this works out way better when they're all getting together and they have a Bible of what future state looks like and what they need to do with their stories. Yeah, I'm not a religious guy. I don't know why you bring that up. With that, though, you also have a, a lot either. of creative teams that I don't even recognize some of the writers. And that actually gets me excited. I don't need exactly. the same old, same old. But that also points to the idea that they're all we're using our writers that we do know going off getting ready for what's yeah, next. they're off doing and, and the one that scares me is brian michael bennis only has one book 
in all of this future state stuff. That to me means he's getting three ready till afterwards. For whatever we'll that means in my mind is he has one book now, has nothing later Hopefully. on, and they're getting well, rid of him. That's that's the ploy. Is it that he is, you know, working on things or they've had enough? And hopefully it's they've had enough, at least for us. But we're gonna go off now to talk. Is Wonder Woman your book of the week? Is that, that no, okay? That we'll go not. and see what our book of the week is. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? Surprisingly, it's Rorschach number one. Same here. It's a double feature. Is that a double feature no. if we both pick no. the same thing? It's you and I separately watching a movie by ourselves. It happens to be the same movie. Double feature <laughs> is what I say. <laughs> How about double mint? It's double mint gum. We're not even it reading is... it. To, we're not even watching this movie together. You're off doing it. We might find out a week later that we happen to be watching the same thing. A That's about later. it. Please, let's be honest. I will watch it five years later. And then I'll say, hey, remember that movie you told me to watch? And you won't remember. No. Like, Screw you. Who are Rorschach number one, everybody. Rorschach number one is my uh, What a week of, of comics. Yeah. Oh, my. And we did give it a decent enough score. We didn't, you know, hate it. I And just to let you know, to give you a little wink, wink, if you want to go and listen on the Patreon. Um, yeah, I thought it was good, but it didn't get me enough to, you know, maybe go on if I was just buying it. But Eric, you liked it a little more than me. Yeah, that's, yeah, you would. I wouldn't I, know I'm more. a guy. I'm not exactly a big Watchmen Reader. fan oh. since the Watchmen. <laughs> I like The Watchmen. That is my original trilogy, right? I still so want you to watch the Zack Snyder freaking Watchmen movie. Yeah, I, I, I've watched uh, – only thing of Zack Snyder that I really have watched, Man of Steel, and yeah. I don't like that Superman ends up stealing clothes and drinking a beer. But I also uh, watched the Soul Asylum videos he did, and I think they're top-notch. Good. Hashtag Soul Asylum. God. Soul Asylum cut. Is what I say. Here's what we have next week. Uncle Man number 64. I could barely talk. It's one of when I have my voice now that I have to actually like physically force out. Does that make sense? Because sure. usually you don't force out your voice, Eric. You don't. I guess. I'm kind of. Well, I don't know. Aquaman number 64. Are you excited for that? Yeah. Depths of despair. It looks like we're back to the, the wedding. wedding. Yeah. We are. We're back to the wedding. So we'll have that. Hopefully, Aqualad gets his ass over there. Goddamn Jackson. You know, better get there. Gets there. there. Uh, we have Batman number 101. Brave from New World. From the ashes of the Joker War comes a new day. Is that one more day? It's the new and- day. It's yeah, Batman. <laughs> that'd be pretty good. <laughs> Bootios going on. Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number one. So the White Knight comes back. And if you are like me and hang out down at the Whirlpool salesman area, Eric, what the hell know. is happening? I don't know. I'm I'm there, and we're selling the Whirlpools, and I do not have anybody coming in either buying Whirlpools or talking about the book do you think that you're getting any hype up for the batman white knight presents harley quinn number one no i don't hear anybody talking about it at all catwoman number 26 we're going to get into what should really be the mr v's you know real run now we have that 25 that was a little hint of what he's going to do but also a joke or deal and also uh, a weird story of a cat sizing up (laughs) the one sizing up the catwoman i I look forward to this i want a good cat yeah i do too I do too. It's the she's the new queen of the alley town or Father Valley's next victim. It says there, Father Valley. I think he was transformed by the hills. Hill Dark Knights, Death Metal, Robin King number one. You heard earlier. Eh, Eric's gonna do this. I don't want and- to, but I'm going to. 
I'm going to regret this because it's going to screw me, but I'm into it right now to see who might be on art. It looks like it's a bit of an anthology deal because, or it's written by both Tony Patrick and Peter J. Tomasi, but we have Riley Rossmo, it looks like, on art as well. I, I looked and at the cover and I'm like, well, he's on the cover here because it looks like usually garbage. that means he won't Exactly. Be That's what I was now. hoping, but I didn't look further into it because I don't think I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tony Patrick, uh, I guess, is co-writing that with Peter J. Tomasi. Tony Patrick is the guy that Scott Snyder had and did the Signal book when they had but that, wasn't that very back good. in the deal. It was okay. It wasn't. I think, that, I think that we ended up saying that the writing wasn't that bad. It was just there was nothing to do. I mean, the story never came about. That's we'll the see. writing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm telling we ended up, I think we said that. I was disappointed too much because they didn't want to reveal too much or something. Just League number 55. We'll have that. Looks like a pirate ship type deal going on. I like it. Metal Men number 11. Uh, Yep. Melding into the dark multiverse. Oh, that plutonium man. Yeah, I mean, really, that guy, please, it's it's a family issue. I don't know. Nightwing number 75, I'm about to pass out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I can't even talk. Nightwing number 75, which would be an extra-sized anniversary issue. He's back. He's back, Jim. Uh, kind of like Welcome Eric's favorite. Back. Well, it's kind of like your favorite horror movie, My Boyfriend's Back. That's not a horror uh, movie. You always love that, Eric. I thought it was. Didn't he come back from the grave for vengeance and brains? No, no. Horror. No. Horror. It was a comedy. Um, really was also Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. You're going to tell me that's a comedy. Yes. So please, Drop Dead Fred, you're going to tell that me that's terrifying. a comedy. I don't know what you're talking Demons about. Demons in that. Said they're imaginary <laughs> yeah. friends. I'm like, no, you're from Australia and scary. Yahoo, serious? No. What the hell are you telling me there? Teen was Titans that guy from 46. Australia? No, oh, damn right he was. No, I mean, I'm talking about the guy from Drop Dead Fred. Or oh. Was he just British? No, I think he was a Brit. Okay. I think you were I thinking think I of was Yahoo. Thinking, serious, even though I so know I it wasn't. Said it. Oh, I knew you were thinking of that. Also, you have that guy. I dare you to knock the battery off my sitting in that crazy Phoebe guy. Cates. You, you know that? Classic yes. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Judge Reinhold. Uh, Teen Titans number 46. It looks like we're going to continue the story of Superboy. John Good. Kent wondering where's Damien. Because I didn't care for the last issue of Teen Titans what they were doing, but that Who cliffhanger of Superboy coming back from the future to find out what's up with Damien, I'm all invested in that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And we have uh, Robbie Thompson writing that, who we were talking before we started recording tonight, the idea that he is going in hot and heavy with some of that future state stuff, a lot of the younger characters and the Teen Titans stuff. So it seems like they might be in bed with him, right? In a non-sexy way or a sexy way if you want. Whatever, fuck but it. I, I haven't really been enjoying that since he jumped on, even co-writing and now taking over. So I hope that that changes this week. I hope that I end up liking that. But two of those books will be on the page. Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. I can guess what they'll be, but I won't say that it will probably be White Knight Presents Harley Quinn and Robin King, but that's just me, Eric. It's not White we'll Knight see. Presents and Teen Titans? No, no, it's it's not, you know, I don't know. I'm looking at Metal Men and Teen Titans, even though Metal Men does get a push a lot on the poll. It doesn't always win, but it does get a push. Because I like it so much. That is right. That is true. And everybody wants your love to themselves, Eric. I'm like Jess. Jess. Jess is there always hounding on you and stuff. Who needs that? I mean, where does she get off? He comes up to me like a few times a day. She doesn't. That's the problem. I love you. I'm like, gross. (laughs) 
She doesn't learn. She is not a learning ew. machine. Yeah, ew. Ah, ah. Then bleh, you're throwing up or something like Dracula. I don't know which that was. <laughs> you got to come up with new material, baby. Bleh. I've heard this one and I don't dig that it. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you know what the, the uh, definition of insanity is? You telling me you love me and expecting me to reciprocate, I'm baby. insane from it. Stop That's it. Right. <laughs> you're making me insane. But- that That's is it. that, Eric. That is it. Hey, everybody, thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody who got involved. Everybody pray for Jessica. She needs it. But what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Keep week. it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!